and welcome to another episode of Don't Feed the Geeks, presented by the Long Island Comic Guys. Got Toy Story Matt here, and I'm here with TC, JJ, and the Dungeon Master Bruce. And today we are joined by Frank Rich. Hello, Frank. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on. How's it going? Today's a very special episode. We're doing a Star Wars-centric episode in time for May the 4th. Frank is a Star Wars autograph news uh, personality. You do not just a podcast, but you also do a blog on that, correct, Frank? Yeah, it's uh, Star Wars autograph news, uh, website and podcast, social media, just trying to help people to find autographs to add to their collections from either in person or reputable sources for Star Wars fans who like to collect autographs. That's awesome. So I guess where we want to get started is how you got into Star Wars. You know, your kind of origin with the with the movies or, you know, whatever it was that got you into it. Maybe you read the comic books. I don't know. I'm sure it was movies but let's hear about your first experience with uh, star wars oh, sure yeah i saw uh i saw the first movie in 1977 when it came out i was uh, five years old when i saw it and fell in love with it it's been uh, a part of my life ever since a big part of my life ever since uh, i had uh, the, you know so the movies as they came out i had all the kenya kenna figures and toys and that was a big part of growing up and loved uh Loved having the, you know, loved playing with those those toys when I was a kid, and I still have a lot of them. My mother knew how important they were for me and to me, and uh, kept them. <laughs> so rare. It's yeah. a good mom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a lot, a lot of people. Uh, you know, it's 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 just so amazing that she just knew enough even back then to hang on to them. She said, thought maybe one day I'd want to give this to my kids because they were so important to me. So she's the best. That's um, very cool. That's awesome. So yeah, did you have, did you identify with one of those guys uh, more? Were you like a Han guy or were you a Luke guy growing up? Growing up, I was a Luke guy. Yeah. Definitely, definitely Luke. Um, and it, over time, it wasn't until the prequels came out that I still, he was still, up there is my favorites, but after the prequels um, and up till now, my, my favorite's Obi Wan. Mm-hmm. And every incarnation of Obi Wan, whether it was Alec Guinness or Ewan McGregor and the animated series, or just that character is just, it's so. I don't know. I related more to him as I got old. Wow, very cool. I was I was getting a little nervous when you started talking about the prequels. I was hoping <laughs> I was hoping you weren't going to say it was Anakin Skywalker that you related. <laughs> so, right, we can continue this conversation. <laughs> should, should we made a disclaimer that Tess is a is not a um, Hayden Christensen fan? Yeah, he he does not like not, Hayden Christensen. Not a hate. No, <laughs> I, 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 I don't care for his work. <laughs> Um, all right. So I, I guess let's uh, get more into like what you do, like, you know, how you interact with people, you know, doing the Star Wars autograph news. Also, how you got into this specific like part of this world. Yeah, that's probably a good idea. Good <laughs> idea, Matt. Good question. Uh, okay. <laughs> well, I didn't. St- I decided to collect uh, autographs, Star Wars autographs in about well, 2005 when I started. I had uh, a couple from the Bruins, I had Bobby was autograph. I met him, and that hangs in my office wall. But uh, I, when I, I should say, when I was growing up, I also collected. I, I was really big into hockey. I collected hockey cards. I loved that collecting piece of it. Even though it wasn't autographs, I was just I enjoyed collecting. I don't know what it was. I think I, I came across. It must have. I think it was Dave Prowse website and. Jerry Bulk's website, and you could get their autographs right from their website. I thought it was really cool. 
And from that, from getting those first few, I, I, you know, started to learn more about it and saw that right outside of Boston, we had every year Star Wars guests come to the, this event. It was called Super Mega Fest. It still is. And I was amazed. I was like, man, I live right here, right outside of Boston. And I had me, a lifelong Star Wars fan, had actors a half an hour from my house. I had no idea. Wow. <laughs> and that, that was, that it, it just, it was, it was amazing to me. So I did from 2005 until 2011. I went to my local, that local show, maybe a couple others here and there. I did Celebration uh, 5 in Orlando. Um, it was in 2011. I had just gone to my local show. It's always the week before. Th- it had always been the week before Thanksgiving. I had my you know stack autographs I just picked up that weekend. And, and I just, I'm looking at them. I said, you know, I'm going to set a website. No clue how to set a website. I had to Google how to set a website. And it was going to be the how to, um, you know, to help other people find autographs. Uh, there was that one resource out there that's still one of the best resources for Star Wars autograph collectors, which is Star Wars actor appearances. And you guys, I'm sure I know Eric LeBlanc, who, who still runs that site. He was doing it. And I wanted to, to kind of supplement that type of thing so that getting more information, news stories, uh, exploring different parts of the hobby. Um, and I had initially called the site, you know, the social media, uh, Star Wars Autograph Collection. That was my first name for it. And it never really felt right to me. Um, you know, it wasn't until a few years later that I was at New York Comic Con and it just hit me. I was like, it's not about my, it's never been about my collection. It's about helping other people find uh, autographs. Well, again, and this is whether they're actors, behind the scenes, animation, comics, uh, authors, artists, it didn't matter. It was about sharing that news. Mm-hmm. And I, it just hit me. It was like, that's that's who you are. It's Star Wars Autograph News. I changed the name. And since then, it's been, it was just, it, everything just felt right after that. What was your first Star Wars autograph? Do you remember what that was? The, uh, my first in person was Billy D. Williams in 2006. At Super Mega Fest, wow. I think my first actual. So the three, my first, the three I got from those websites were Peter Mayhew, Dave Prouse, and Jeremy Bullock. I don't remember which one was first. Okay, uh, but my, uh, the first in person was Billy D. Williams. It was awesome. That's great. Very cool. So Frank, yeah. are you more of a, a photo guy, or do you like to get like collectible items signed? I do. Um, so my collection is mostly eight by tens. And comic books. Okay. I, I don't do, um, you know, pops or figures. Uh, and mostly just space. I don't. Yeah. It would have, it would have, comics are a lot easier yeah. to store. <laughs> oh, when I started, when I had those first few autographs, I, I got the Peter Mayhew framed. And I was like, I'm going to get all my autographs framed. <laughs> and then you have, you know, 700 autographs later. Like, oh my well, God. I need two houses <laughs> and, and, but that was the goal initially. Um, it's just not the space. I, I try not to do posters because I hate posters. <laughs> I love the way they look. I love it's like uh, 
they say, you know, don't buy a boat, have a friend that has a boat. That's how I feel about posters. I just hate lugging them around and they get banged up. But I love to see other people. It's like beautiful. Uh, the work that goes into getting those. I just I just don't like doing it myself. I don't like carrying them to shows. It's it's a um, pro- it's a project. I mean, mine's been 12 years oh, in yeah. making. I mean, it's a big project carrying this damn poster around them. every single show. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I just I, I'll live vicariously through you guys. Guys, <laughs> to it because they look gorgeous and I, and I and I love I love seeing when somebody has has been working on a post like you said for twelve years and then you know twelve years down the line where they're still adding when they get those you know the, the names that become fewer and fewer so they become more important. Yeah, absolutely. And I love seeing somebody that's been working on a post that long and they're like, oh, I just got this guy I've wanted for so long. And, yeah. Uh, I I love those moments. And that's one of the nice things about having Star Wars Autograph news i can i can share those moments of people um and and experience that joy that they have of of adding names and i just have this thing it's like you know with star wars autograph news or social media when one person gets an autograph we all get an autograph because we all share there's no competition no competition it's we're there it's a supportive community and when you get an autograph on your poster we're happy for you that's a great way to look at it that's uh yeah it's I, I couldn't be happy with the way things go in that regard. I have a great bunch of people that follow us, very positive, supportive community. And you know that that's not always the case everywhere you go. So it's right, I'm, yeah. I'm so happy to have that. Do you have a Do you have a count of how many autographs you have for Star Wars? On my old website, I knew because um, I would put them all up on the site and it kept count. Like I could see. On the, you know, the last one I would put up, it would say 480. But with the new site, I, I don't have them all up on the site. Um, so I stopped. I think it was – I stopped counting a couple of years ago and it was like 600. Wow. Is there anybody that you're still looking for? I would love to get Peter Cushing. Uh. I have him. Um, and – now it's more images. It's not so so much names as uh, a few a few years ago. I I kind of answered a question like this, and I said, you know, I'm never going to get Alec Guinness, and I'm okay with that. And then a week later, he comes up on eBay for like eighty dollars, and it was the real deal on an wow. index card, and I got him. <laughs> so wow. Wow. I, that's I, awesome. As as things come up, um, it's but sometimes now it's just it's uh, it's the right image or a book or comic that I want to, you know, comics for me now, I didn't grow up reading comics. It's, it's being around guys like you you guys, Jim and, and friends that it became this, that's actually for the last three or four years, that's been mostly my passion is getting comics signed and who's, you know, going through, you know what it's like going through a guest list at a, for comic con and going through every, so I'll go through every artist pop them into uh, Wikipedia or just Google their <laughs> Star Wars and whatever they have I'll go and I'll find it wow that's, re- that's really cool that's funny yeah because so, you, yeah. you also get the book signed too the novels and everything else I've seen you do yeah yeah I'll do the I'll do the books um, I do enjoy the uh, Abrams art of Star Wars books there's a there's a lot of them but I have four main ones that I'm working on Mm-hmm. Out of illustration, comics, um, posters, and then there was one on the Galaxy Tops Galaxy cards, and I have uh, two of those. But I love, um, I love them all. But the comics, Abrams out of comics, is probably my favorite because I've been able to um, add some amazing names, people that I know are big in the comic world. But for me, I'm only looking at it through the lens of Star Wars. Mm-hmm. So, like you guys would would. 
you know, uh, Fabian, what's his name? Uh, he did Deadpool, Fabian Vincenza. Yeah. Is that his name? Yeah, he's the, so, he's the co-creator. Co-creator. So I had no idea, yeah. but I saw his, <laughs> he was going to be at New York Comic Con, so I put him in and he came up with a style. He did one story in Star Wars Tales. So here I am in his line with a Star Wars comics in just a sea of Deadpool fans. <laughs> and he, when I got up to his table, he's like, you know, I did Deadpool, right? <laughs> you know, <laughs> and, and, uh, but, you know, I've been able to get, you know, Jim Stalin did some Star Wars. He did the Star Wars piece. And uh, I'm looking forward to meeting George Perez next month. Mm. And he's in one of my Star Wars books. So I've been able to appreciate the artist for their body of work, even though I'm, the focus is Star Wars, it allows me to get these autographs from people that I admire or, uh, uh, you know, respect their, their greater body of work, but I'm getting them signed on something that is Star Wars related. That's cool. Uh, That's cool. Yeah. It's it, a really cool, like, way to go about this, you know? It, I, I've, in a, and uh, I, I, it's been probably the most fun I've had with collecting um, because you still get that it's just a different when you go up to an artist and get a signature it's different than when you go up to the table and you have that exchange of money it's great to add those autographs to your collection but there's something just really cool about going up to the artist yeah and that i enjoy and um the price is right too i mean it, you yeah. know it's usually you know free or you know the first two are free and then you pay a little bit after that yeah so it's you know it's the hunt of the comic i enjoy that trying to hunt down the comic um and the very you know really got into the variants and mm. all that um just the whole experience has been really just uh, a great part of my collection and probably one of my favorites so are you reading are you reading any of the comics now like do you are you reading the, the new marvel stuff you know the vaders and <laughs> I started to. Okay. I'm not now. Uh, but when, you know, so initially it was like Star Wars, Vader, Leia. Yeah. And I don't know. There was there were like four of them. I think it was Lando, and I, too. I, yeah. Lando. Han Solo yeah. did one, Lando. Uh, and Doctor, yeah. Doctor. Doctor. Yeah. Yeah. Now there's so many. And I just, I had to stop. I just, <laughs> I, I'll still get, still get the autographs. But I, when, because Disney, when, when they first started, it was like, this is all canon. I was like, oh, I need to, you know, it's that I need to read it. Yeah. And uh, I just couldn't keep up. Yeah, the the Star Wars um, title it alone is very good. The Vader stuff, if you're going to read only one thing, the Darth Vader title is just amazing. I any of the, any yeah. of the Vaders. Yeah, all of it, yeah. Uh, we would definitely recommend that. Frank, if you're looking for something else to spend your money on, though, I, I, I think out of the group here, I've really dove into the art world um starting to get some of these uh originals from these guys uh yeah. you might want to look into getting some of those star wars pages yeah. <laughs> or original commissions from them. don't make him spend uh, any yeah. more money i've been with jim when he's showing me what some of those original pieces and wow yeah. <laughs> it's a it's it's amazing but that might be one of those things i have to live through other people because it's, a whole, it's, a, it's a whole world in and of itself that, that's a wise but that's I, a wise decision i i i own I, I own page seven of Princess Leia issue four from Terry Dawson. I mean, I, yeah, I have that that's page. That's pretty cool. I got to steal. Uh, are you familiar with J. Scott Campbell? I'm sure you are. Right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. I got to steal on like a, uh, what was it? A first order trooper? He it was did? a first order trooper. And they had it marked in like his, and he didn't watercolor. It's the only thing I've ever seen in like the portfolios at a con that he didn't watercolors. And I was like, uh, what's the price on this? And the girl told me the price. And I was like, okay. I'm going to buy it. <laughs> <laughs> and like they went to the other guys like, 
oh, they told you the price. And then, like, I went to go take a picture with J. Scott Campbell. Like, oh, you're the guy. I think, like, pretty sure that girl got in trouble for the price <laughs> you gave me on that. But um, it's, it, it's cool. Yeah, I, I enjoyed Some it. of that original art looks good. So, yeah, Frank. I, I, you know, go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. No, I was gonna, I, I get the, those uh, – um, I get all the blank, uh, you know, the, the comics that just said the blank. Yep. They have the, um, the, the, the title, but it's just a blank white cover. I get those and someday, um, I'll do something with them. Absolutely. I, I don't know why yet, you know, but there's, there's just so many, I just, as I saw them, I was like, this is amazing. And I was like, I, I, I can't wait to someday do something with these. I just have no idea yet. Well, your, well, your <laughs> best bet would really be to go to like, kind of like an up and coming guy. Like if you look at like someone's work and something like that, like it might only be like, you know, 50 to, you know, $80 sometimes yeah. depending on the show, like at most a hundred dollars and you can get like a pretty amazing piece yeah. before some of these guys really blow up in the industry. Like if you go through their Instagram oh. or something, you see, oh, this guy did a sick, you know, stormtrooper or Boba Fett, you know, you could just get them to do it for super cheap. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's a great idea. Thank you. I'm, I'm going to do that. Yeah. That's, uh, I, you know, just say them all and like, you know, knowing someday, but that's, I think that's a great idea. I'll yeah. have to check that out. So Frank, I actually have a question. So you mentioned before that you got an Alec Guinness signature, right? Yes. So I imagine like there's two sides to this whole autograph thing. There's the people who are still alive and still signing, but then there's also tracking down, you know, people who aren't with us anymore. So right. I was wondering like, how do you go about doing that and authenticating that stuff? Especially if you're like buying online. Uh, it's I depend on the community and trusted people in the community um, to do it. Uh, anything that I see, whether it's already authenticated or not, I have people that I would send that I trust and say, Could you mind taking a look at this? And, and uh, so you what, basically what you get like thought? a consensus. Yeah. Yeah. Right now it's pretty much down to like actually one person. <laughs> uh, that had just said, uh, Graham Miles, who's on my mm-hmm. podcast, has mm-hmm. been with me from the beginning. Um, I'll typically send him anything, anything that I'm not sure of. Um, and for things like that, names like that, Alec Guinness, I'm, I'm still going to send it to him. You know, it's uh, just that comfort of if he thinks it's real. Uh, I feel for me personally, I'm very comfortable with it being real. And I didn't think twice once he said that looks like the real deal to get it. But that's that's what I do. I mean, there's there's plenty. You know, you have to, you know, get involved in these communities and uh, don't ever take a what do they call it? The letters, you know, certificate of authenticity as as anything. You know, oh, it has that. That must be real. It doesn't mean anything, right? You guys, those can be faked easier than a signature. It's just a piece of paper. Just a piece of paper. Anthony Daniels just had a great quote about it uh, at Celebration a couple weeks ago. He said, you know, it's it's as garbage as the autographic that goes with it. I was like, <laughs> yeah, okay. it's, it, was, it was perfect. And, yeah. You know, uh, if it looks too good to be true, it is. Right. And you know, there's a reason that that saying exists, and it's so true for autographs. Um, you see, you know – a lot of people go to eBay, but there's a lot of groups uh, on Facebook or like that just sell Star Wars autographs and, you know, that are pretty good at weeding out what's, you know, they're not going to put up something that they know is uh, not the real deal. I don't recommend like that's something to work towards. I don't recommend like a brand new person to, to the, to the community, a brand new person to, uh, collecting autographs. I don't think that's something you just jump into, but you, you get there once you get your feet wet and you start to meet people and, and kind of understand, uh, how things work. Right. 
Hmm. So you started to mention a celebration there and uh, you attended this recent one, correct? Yes, I did. All right. Awesome. So I guess our first talking point in relation to celebration was the episode nine trailer was released. Uh, You know, let's hear your thoughts and then kind of like the reaction that you saw at Celebration to it as well. Also, give your thoughts on the current trilogy as a whole first. (laughs) (laughs) So we can gauge where you are with with that. (laughs) Uh, The... The feeling I was, I ended up getting into one of the, um, not the, you know, they have the celebration stage, which is like the auditorium where everybody's live and physically there. And then they have a few other stages that are showing a live stream to that stage. Um, so I was in the galaxy stage, um, watching and it was, it was, you know, having JJ and Kathleen and the panel up there, it was almost like, you know, as it got, I looked at my, you know, the clock, I'm like, we're almost over. We don't have the name of the movie. We don't have a trailer yet. <laughs> we have a trailer coming. So it was just all of a sudden, it was just like, boom, it was just electric. And, you know, that, that just feeling of we get, we're going to, you know, here's the name, here's the title, here's the trailer. And when she jumps over that TIE fighter, the place just exploded. <laughs> the other part, as you can imagine, Billy D. Williams, when um, they show him, and then they, the next shot is him laughing behind the, you know, the cockpit of the Falcon, and that got the, the, you know, the biggest reaction. Um, it, it, it felt, uh, it, it posed more questions than answers. It felt hopeful. It felt like, man, I can't wait for December. That's what a good trailer should do, though. It shouldn't give anything away. If anything, it should introduce more questions to you. Exactly, and that's that's how that's how it felt. Is there a bias when you're at celebration and you're caught up with all those other fans? And uh, yeah, there is. I mean, it's but. Uh, I think even if I was watching at home, I still would have had that, you know, so, yeah, almost that same statement. I, I was, this is Jim. So I was, I was watching in my office and my door was open and I had my headphones on and all I kept saying was, Oh my God. Oh my God. And I had, I actually had the two girls, in my HR department run in they're like, are you all right? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I'm okay. It's just, I'm watching something. And it was just, it, I was caught up in that moment. I can only imagine what it would felt like being there to, to, to witness that. Um, you yeah, know, but, yeah. it, being, you know, watching it was just, it felt like you were there anyway, because yeah. it was such clarity. Did everybody freak out when they heard the laugh, too? Oh, yeah. That was, you see, he came, the Amy McDermott was there and yeah. he came out at the end. Um, that just, you know, it, on one hand, it made so much sense. And on the other hand, uh, you know, it was like, what just happened? Because, uh, you know, it, of course it always could have been. It, uh, you know, there's always been these, you know, everything happened according to his design and uh, always behind the scenes. So it was it, that was in itself was just awesome. I would imagine it was I would imagine it was confusing because I was confused when it when I first heard him and saw him. So I can only imagine maybe people were confused also. No. <laughs> Tess is shaking his it's head now. It's funny when you said that. I was like, as soon as I heard it, I was like, oh man, it's an emperor. No. Like, I, there's no, well, I, did, yeah. I didn't. I didn't picture him being in it or had any part in it. I just. I was like, huh? Why is he standing there? Yeah. I mean, I didn't think of like I, there wasn't anyone else in the Star Wars world that I thought that could have had that laugh. Hmm. 
Like, don't, no, I knew it was him, but it didn't sink in that he would be in the movie until I saw him on stage. Yeah, I but, guess. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I guess I wasn't watching. It was funny last night we we saw Avengers, but when they played the trailer in the movie last night, I went to uh, our, another one of our friends. Like, oh, it's not him. And it sounds just like Ming at the end of uh, Flash, Flash Gordon. Gordon. <laughs> yeah, so it could be Ming. Oh, it might not that's... be the Emperor. <laughs> that's funny. That it was. Uh, it, I had a brief kind of you know man is this going to detract from the end of return of the jedi hmm. um but that didn't last very long it's like <laughs> i mean i can't wait to see what they do with this and uh you know like you guys said you saw avengers last night and you know this is going to do something similar and tie up you know i have a very years. long movie saga <laughs> not, you know they they, they 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 don't drop the ball on something like that so it's it's i'm very much looking forward to it awesome so what are your thoughts um, on the last two movies just generally um there's there's a lot of great moments um oh i will say i i don't i don't have the um I don't despise the last Jedi like a lot of people do, but I did leave the theater the first time with a lot of this didn't was that a Star Wars movie I just saw? Did he just make a mother joke? And like there were a lot of things that happened <laughs> yeah. that took me out and reminded me that I'm watching a Star Wars movie. I don't like that. Yeah. Uh, the only other two times that that's happened for me is when Obi Wan calls Darth Vader Darth, like it's his first name in Star Wars, right. and knowing that uh, they wanted uh wookies in return of the jedi and you know didn't have the time or the money so they kind of cut the wookies in half and <laughs> wookies to ewok it, it's and funny like, we just brought kind of, that up like five fun. minutes ago did, did you yeah like those are the only so it was it, i don't like to you know star was best when you can get you know, lost in the you world get lost in it, right and then the uh the my least favorite of all the films is uh uh, I'm sure you know before I even say it, Attack of the Clones. Yep. I think and, it's all about because, <laughs> Yeah. yeah. And, and not so much for the story, but because this moments that you can practically, there's one Jedi in that battle of Geonosis that she does like a force push. And you can practically see she's standing in front of a green screen. There's like, it just looks so <laughs> fake. Yeah. Like you can see the editing process. I don't want that. I don't, you know, not, you don't want that in any movie, right? But this is Star Wars. It's supposed to be better than that. Yeah. So there were a few th- moments in The Last Jedi that I felt like that. However, Luke's arc, and there's a lot of arcs. You have Luke's arc, you have Poe's arc, and you have um, Finn's arc. But Luke, I thought Luke got the, the, the death that he deserved. I thought that character deserves to have a good death. And you have he deserves to be a Force ghost. He has to be a Force ghost. Mm-hmm. And it's, he's, he's Rey's Obi-Wan. And this is all, you know, it's all part of Star Wars. And I thought it was sad that Luke died for me, but, you know, he's a Jedi. He's not gone. He's going to come back in a Force Ghost. Yeah. Uh, but I thought that the way that just echoes Obi-Wan's sacrifice in A New Hope, just on a epic level to the point that kids are playing, pretending that they're Luke at the end of it. Um, for me, I took that. I loved it. I, Not immediately, yeah. yeah. But I did, um, in you know, I just appreciate the character of Luke Skywalker and that he got a great death. I I did. I agree with you there. I did like that whole 
his like leaving, you know, the the th- the showdown with um, what Kylo, Kylo. yeah, <laughs> I've already forgot about him, uh, <laughs> Kylo Ren. But uh, yeah, I feel like his other like everything kind of preceding that just seemed very on Luke Skywalker to me. Uh, in return of uh, Last, Last Jedi. Jedi. Sorry. <laughs> uh, they have two different yeah. th- you have you have Luke's arc from the farm boy in A New Hope but then in that movie he has an entire arc just to him just stands alone in that movie which is kind of crazy that yeah. they can do both at the same time uh, yeah he goes he comes from a, a place that you I think because he's starting in a place that we wouldn't ever expect Luke to see that story starts in a, in a very dark place and he's hiding himself off it's very different from the Luke that we left at the end of Return of the Jedi who just saved his father in the entire universe and now he's hiding on an island and, um, but yeah I can definitely see how it wouldn't it doesn't didn't feel like Luke but when I look at the transition and, and the steps that he made from the beginning of well you know the end of whatever the force awakens and to the end I could appreciate that journey that he took interesting cool yeah. interesting so, um, did you get a chance to see the uh, the promo stuff for Mandalorian as well? I did. Yeah, I was in the celebration stage for that, so I got to see the actual. Um, they showed a few things, a trailer, um, some behind the scenes footage, some different scenes, and man, this is going to be a good show. Yeah. This, it's, I, I'm actually is, super excited for that. <laughs> I think it was funny because after that came, after I saw that. As as big as the you know getting the name of episode nine and the trailer, it was almost like at the end of celebration. It was like, oh my god, I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, not, I would say it overshadowed it, but it, it's new and exciting. It's not just new; it's the new direction of Star Wars. Well, you know, the episodic movies, the Skywalker saga is going to about to end. But with, with Disney Plus and live action and everything that's going to happen, there's a whole new world that we haven't even started yet. Yeah, you know, it, it that seems very exciting. To, there's so many possibilities yeah. about what they could do. There was a. I don't. Did you get to see the panel? I didn't see the panel. I just, I just was, I saw a, um, I don't know if you, did you guys see the panel? I saw the, I didn't see the panel. I saw, I caught experts. uh, Yeah, I caught the behind the scenes. uh, Okay. The, the lead, uh, was it Pedro Pascal? Yeah. The guy Mm -hmm. from Game of Thrones, right? Yeah. 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 Is he on Game of Thrones? I I remember him from, I like those, uh, oh man, with Eggsy. Um, Oh, uh, the King, the Kingsman. Kingsman. I liked it. He was in the Kingsman? I, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't like his character. He's the one with the the lasso in the second. Oh, that's one. right. Oh, I haven't seen the second oh, one. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's so over I didn't in, like right? his in Game of Thrones. Yeah. I, I I haven't watched Game of Thrones yet. Oh. <laughs> I know it's a little get, late it's all right. in the game, but I, I haven't um, seen it either. <laughs> he's talking about how he got approached for it, and you know afterwards it's okay. We you know we have a pop for you. He's oh, what am I gonna be? And they're like you're the Mandalorian and just the way he said it and to say that like him finding out it's like you you are the title character of the show show <laughs> <laughs> like you could see how you know the actors right so they they have to act but you could see that that was a huge huge moment for him and it was that was awesome that's cool and then we got Carl Weathers that's in it too so that's yeah. a, that's a big I'm, name I'm, I'm, a, I'm a huge Rocky fan so I'll sign on for anything that he's gonna show <laughs> up in yep yeah. 
and he does shows. He does conventions. Hopefully, that he yeah. Keeps I, doing I, it. I caught up with him in um in Rhode, Rhode Island. Where him and Do- when him and Dolph Lundgren, you guys were there that year, right? When uh, both him and Dolph Lundgren were at um Rhode Island Comic Con. I think that was two years ago. It's two. I've been to all of them. So I, yeah. yeah, yeah. Now I definitely have to. That one of the first things I saw when he was announced. Awesome. Just shows. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Another autograph. Yeah. <laughs> and then we also got Clone Wars season seven coming back. Yes. So you're you're into the animated stuff too, right? I do. I I um I love the Clone Wars. I loved it. There was new Star Wars every week. Yeah. Uh, Because that show was long. That went on for years. For a long time. Uh, It was good too. And it had movies too. So it had a movie. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And so I like I talked about how I don't like posters, but I do have two. My, my, I call them my twins. Uh, <laughs> at C6, they gave us these awesome Clone Wars posters at, in the press room. And they're like, they call it the um, Apocalypse, Apocalypse Now poster. It's reminiscent of the, the Apocalypse Now theatrical poster. Mm-hmm. So I, 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 I don't know how many signatures I have on it. Um, there were probably already 30 plus signatures on it. But I didn't have Cat Taba. Uh, James Edel Taylor, Matt Lanta. So some of these big people that were just at celebration. So I brought them, I just, you know, pulled them out of the closet and brought them to celebration. I got, now I have uh, everybody but Dave Filoni. He's the last one I need. That's awesome. Uh, no. Yeah. So no, I did, I go into Rebels. I, I thought Rebels ended up becoming, a, it was the first season was slow, but I, you know, it became, it has some, some of my favorite Star Wars moments that come yeah. from the animated shows and even uh, Resistance, which uh, for me was even harder to get into than Rebels was initially, but I still had that hope because of how well, you know, how Rebels turned up into a great show, uh, that hope that this one would too, because there's moments in it that's very different. It's almost like Scooby-Doo kind of like they're running and their feet are spinning and it looks very, <laughs> you know, it, it's, it's a little different than Clone Wars and Rebels. Um, but it, it's gotten to a really good place. So yeah, yeah I, I, uh, I'm looking forward. I was at the Clone Wars panel at a celebration. I didn't do the, uh, Rebels or the resistance, but I did do Clone Wars. That was what I had to go to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, they gave us an amazing print from the, uh, the trailer when, uh, is kind of jumping from an explosion and I saw <laughs> it on the trailer. It's like, I, I was about to pull out my phone and text Mark Von Olin from tops. Like I need this image. <laughs> and then, they, they, then the next thing they show us is, Oh, and you're going to take this home with you. And it was that image. That is so That's cool. amazing. <laughs> so <laughs> one of the things I loved about clone wars is that, so as I'm sure you probably would agree with in the prequels, I felt like a lot of times we got kind of, I don't know if cheated out of is the right word, but cheated out of seeing like, Anakin get from point A to point B, you know, because there's a lot of jumps in between, obviously, episodes two and three. And I really like that Clone Wars filled in those gaps and kind of gave us, showed us more of Anakin's struggle with everything that was going on. So, I mean, I mean, uh, do you agree with that? (laughs) I I, I love it. To me, it's more, you know, if they keep the quality, more Star, Star Wars is always better than not. Mm-hmm. You know, bust up was I want more, uh, but I love to see, and that's part of I think why uh, my appreciate you know my kind of favorite character went from Luke to to Obi Wan was not just the prequels but Clone Wars too. Right. Mm-hmm. See that relationship with with uh, with Anakin and and then what's uh, not Sabine, but the uh, <laughs> oh the um, what's her name? <sighs> yeah, uh, Ahsoka. She, no, the girl that he was yeah, no, with. The, the girl, yeah. 
I know, it's terrible. I can't think His of it. His love interest, I have right? Autograph. Right, right. I have oh, her autograph. Yeah. Uh, but it was it, it like you said it adds so much more. It just makes this, it made the story richer, and you could see, you know, Dave Filoni talks a lot about those days when he was, you know, George Lucas was his mentor and walking him through and how much George Lucas is in Clone Wars mm-hmm. because there's more Clone Wars than there are f- film. Right. right? There's, right. There's how many hours of Clone Wars are there? That's true. That's <laughs> George. George Lucas's hand friend is on all of that. So it's great moments. And yeah, and, and I thought that Clone Wars helped to make um, Anakin's fall much more powerful. The right. movies can only do so much. It's two, two and a half hours or whatever it is. Yeah. And it was good. I mean, it was, you know, I got Anakin's fall and the, the battle with Obi-Wan. But when you now have hour upon hour of those two interacting and all these good times and bad and struggles and achievements that adds to, it just makes that moment that much more powerful. And of course, Ahsoka, right. which initially I was like, what are you talking? It was almost like, uh, I, I, what do you mean he has a Padawan? Like this, it, it just felt so out of place. And now Ahsoka has become, you know, as she's grown and, and been in all these different series, such an amazing character that <laughs> grew out of animation. But initially I was very like, whoa, wait, no, this is borderline sacrilegious that you're going <laughs> to. How long did it take you to get to like accept that and to get into the idea? Um, before the end of Clone uh, probably two or three, two or three seasons, <laughs> about okay. two or three seasons. Yeah. Cool. Uh, I was definitely on board, cool. uh, but not at, after snips. When she stopped the snips days, and they were, she was a little bit older. Mm-hmm. I, was, I, I was definitely on board. I think it was the first time that like changed her uh, appearance, since she looked older. I was definitely okay with it. Yeah. Um, but before that, it's a lot of there's a the Yoda moments, uh, seeing the clones, especially Bad Batch, which uh, the uh, ninety nine, the one that you know, the ones that aren't, they come out and there's problems with them. Mm-hmm. They're not the perfect soldier. I love the humanity stories. that the show brought to the clones. Yes. Yeah. Because yeah. we got yeah. none of that in the movies. Yeah. A whole nother level. And, and again, that moment when execute order 66 and everything switches, it just adds to, you see that relationship that they had with each other, especially I think isn't, uh, there's one, the one that is a Cody, the one with the kind of gold, He's in the Clone Wars. Yeah. You know, he's in the cartoon, and you see how the relationship he had with the Jedi, and he's the ones, you know, tell you know, tells the tank to fire on Obi Wan. And, and that's so much when you watch the Clone Wars and then go back and see that in Episode Three, it's like so much more powerful. I feel like, yeah, I agree. That's why I appreciate about it the yeah. most. And more than just enjoyable, good, good writing, good stories. The animation got better. I really enjoyed it. But it, what it does to the perspective of of the prequel films, especially um, Revenge of the Sith. And, and it is amazing. And it's been great to see that, you know, we're now working on a generation of of fans that that's their introduction. And it's hard for me to think of uh, people experiencing Star Wars as a, a, at a young age in the introduction of these animated series. What it must be like to then know, oh, do you like those? Well, this is <laughs> the first one came out 40 years ago. It's a movie. <laughs> So, you know, for me, it was, you know, your, it was your dad was your age when he first saw this. <laughs> <laughs> I 
uh, I always, I always, you know, this isn't, I didn't make this up, but I, in my mind, when I think of Star Wars fandom, it's a train. And a train that started in 1977, and the first stop was Star Wars, and then, you know, the Addy Moore stops, Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi, and the train, adding more cars and more people and updating the train. But, you know, where did you get, what stop did you get onto the, onto the train? Mm-hmm. And, it, you know, for the longest time, it was, you know, just the three movies and the prequels. And I remember I saw, you know, they did the, uh, the 3D uh, version of Phantom Menace. Yeah. And that was, I saw it in Boston, uh, which uh, the theaters around, you know, most of the Emerson College, all the colleges right there. So I'm I'm by far probably the the oldest one in the theater. (laughs) And I was, but I was with, uh, you know, college kids that this was nostalgia for them. This was the stop that they got on into Star Wars fandom. And Anakin Skywalker comes on cheering. (laughs) Jar Jar Binks. Cheering, like, <laughs> and I don't, I don't, you know, I don't have a problem with them, but uh, I could see just from, and I was in the far, the, the last row in the back, so I could see everything, and to see their reactions, like, yeah, they, I mean, they're just as passionate as I was. I've just been on the train longer. Well, that's like a celebration. Was, oh, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no, no, yeah. A celebration? Yeah, so it's celebration like when Hayden Christensen or what's his name, Ahmed Best, right? Mm-hmm. They come on the yep. stage and people just go ballistic for like five minutes cheering them. Oh, yeah. Well, look yeah. at the girl, look at the girl Rose. I mean, they gave her a standing ovation. Yeah. They, I mean, I, we're not going to hash out the, the abuse that she went through, but people love those characters. Other people don't. Mm-hmm. It's, it's uh, the, the, I don't know how you say it, the, the neg- negativity always gets the attention. Mm-hmm. So there's this handful of people. A handful could be millions of people on, online. It's still a handful that say the negative things. But this ten times more that enjoy the characters, enjoy the films. It's just you don't hear from them. The ones that say the nasty, the nasty things get the headlines. Yeah, right? they're the ones who are like, oh, it's not worth it to argue. <laughs> so, so Frank, so Frank, I'm going to tell you right now. So I saw the Phantom Menace. Phantom Menace in 3D at the Jordan's Furniture there up in, uh, I think it was in Framingham. What is that? On, oh, on, on route? Yeah. Right, it was the big 3D, the, the big IMAX there. I'm not sure if you know which one I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, it's the one in Natick. Yeah, yeah, yeah right Natick, that's right. Yeah, that's right. I don't yep. think it's there anymore, but that's oh, funny you brought no, it up that you there. saw that. You saw that, uh, you know, you saw that in 3D. I saw that at that place and it made me Sorry, sick. <laughs> it made me so sick because it, it moved so fast. The screen was so big that it was just, it made me nauseous. It's... <laughs> It's no, and it's still there. There's, there's another one too. So I go to the one that's going to be. So it's another Jordan's Furniture, and it's in Reading, Massachusetts, mm-hmm. which is closer to me. And when the Force Awakens came out, somebody did a list of like the top eight theaters to see Star Wars, <laughs> and that was one of them. This Jordan's Furniture in Reading. So I go to see all. I still go to every, you know the first time I see a Star Wars movie that's come out, I go there and see it. And I think it's bigger than the one that you went to. Yeah. So just just so you get three guys know, like this is a furniture store. This is like a Levitt's furniture store <laughs> with an IMAX theater inside the furniture store. Okay. <laughs> it's the strangest thing on the planet. <laughs> so when you grow up here, you know, back uh, it was these two brothers. Jordan, you know Jordans that that ran it. So growing up, it was always these two guys, and they did their own commercials. It wasn't cheesy like some of the. Uh, it wasn't like Crazy Eddie, but it was the two guys from 
you know, that owned the owned the furniture store, always on TV. They did the funniest commercials. They're really cool. They were like the uncles that you always wanted. And so now there's still one of them is still around, and he's still, you know, when the movie comes up, he comes up and talks to you about the seats and the he the seat. He's so happy that there's speakers in the seats, and he says they they're butt kickers because they're underneath the seat, and it's great. <laughs> it's a it's definitely like a Massachusetts thing, and uh, it's it's really cool. <laughs> so Frank, I just want to go back to Rebels real quick. Um, so the way that ended. There was a lot of cool characters that came from that. You know, I, I know Ahsoka kind of bled into that show, but Thrawn, who my first introduction was in Rebels, uh, he was fantastic. I felt like the show picked up so much when he joined uh, Rebels. It went to like a whole nother level of, um, you know, intensity. It went from kind of being a very young centric to show to like almost like more of an adult Star Wars cartoon, which I'm sure kind of like clones was like, do you think uh, w- w- you're hoping to see these guys? again like because there it was very unclear where they went and like kind of what their future role is going to be do you have any insight on you know what's going to happen with those guys uh, i just hope to see that I, I, it's not hope i mean yeah. Dave fluent said we you know we will get their story at some point nice. um well they you know there's been talk you know will they be in nine uh rise yeah. of sky I, I i don't think they need to be i i, I I imagine there'll be another show after Resistance ends or something like that. But uh, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing, you know, where do they end up? And, and that's how they resolve that story. Uh, I can't wait. It's uh, there's just so much to look forward to. What I, For me, what I really liked about Thrawn is the respect it shows to Timothy Zahn. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, from the Thrawn trilogies. Have you read those books? I did. Uh, and I did because so being, you know, seeing Star Wars for the first time when I did when I was five. So Return of the Jedi comes out in 1983 and then there's nothing yeah. until those Star Trilogy books come out. So, you know, I still love I was still the Star Wars guy. My friends and colleagues, oh, you still like Star Wars? And they still say that to me now. You remember when you were a kid, you like Star Wars? <laughs> yeah, you remember? How, you see how many people like it now? <laughs> I, I still like it. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen my website? Um, <laughs> but it, uh, when when those books came out, what we essentially were told was, you know how George Lucas said he was always going to do these more stories that there were more than just these first three stories. Well, that's never going to happen. And these books are pretty much as close as you're going to get to that. Couldn't buy them fast enough. Couldn't wait for the next one to come out. Um, so we didn't know at that time that in just a few short years, we're actually going to get three more movies. You know, and then, you know, however many, many years later, after the sale to Disney, we got even more, but, those books and Timothy Zahn uh, revitalized the fandom. And for me, it's, it's, uh, sure you didn't know at the time, but how important it was to bring Star Wars back. And not that it had gone, but it gave us new Star Wars uh, in a way that other thing, other, you know, what do they call them now? Legend books hadn't. Um, so that was huge. So to have now, because obviously those books aren't canon anymore, um, or if they ever were, I don't know how that all worked. But they said, you know, we're going to pay respects. They didn't have to use his characters. So they could have did something else, but they kept the name. 
they kept Thrawn. I think that's just a, a, a huge kind of thank you to, to Timothy Zahn and what he did and recognize that importance those books played for a lot of fans. Hmm. Excellent point. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Have you read uh, any of the new, uh, the new kid, the quote unquote new canon stuff? No, um, I think, no, I think the last kind of newish book I read was like Kenobi. Um, just right. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I just got a, I had to get, um, a copy to have James, uh, no, sorry, John, uh, Jackson Miller to sign at celebration because I'm working on, uh, an Obi-Wan autograph project because I have Ewan and Al Guinness and Stephen Stanton, James Arnold Taylor. So I'm doing a kind of multimedia autograph project and I wanted that book and it's out of print. So I had to kind of, I had to hunt it down again, but I ended up finding a couple copies and he signed one that would be part of that project. Um, I love that. You know, it was a great book and, um, but I haven't read, Ahsoka. I haven't read uh, any of the Claudia Gray books. Uh, E.K. Johnson. I haven't read any of those. The Claudia and Gray stuff is like, awesome. If you ever get is, a is it, yeah. Is that Lost Lost Stars? Lost Stars. Um, Bloodlines, which is about Leia, and then one just came out like last week um, about Qui Gon and Obi Wan from before oh, episode one. Apprentice. Yeah, which I actually started reading and is really yeah. good. I'd love to. It's uh, <coughs> in addition to the website, I have. You know, two jobs. Yeah, and, <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're, we're learning that What's stuff it? takes a lot of time. Yeah, <laughs> it, it it does. But um, Matt Matt doesn't have any I, kids yet. So. <laughs> yes, I got time to read all this stuff. or a wife, eleven year old. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But you know, it's it's. I would love to. It's not. Um, it's not. Uh, I get most of them signed. So signed, I think I have a signed copy of Lost Stars. Uh, but <laughs> At least you got them for when you want to read them. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Definitely. So, so following in line with this, so have you played any of the games? So I know we've, they would announce this Jedi, the fallen order, um, which looks fantastic. And, you know, we've been, we've been shown other games in the past, which, you know, especially EA who's can't, you know, who's, who's taken up a lot of the, the, the gaming you know, they, they cancel them either halfway through or last minute. Um, are you into the gaming side of this too? Yeah. Um, I play uh, when Battlefront came, when the the newest Battlefront, the one for EA came out, I got that and I played that pretty much every night until uh, Battlefront 2 came out and I played that. <laughs> I haven't been able to play it. I haven't, this year was the busiest year so far. It's been like the biggest, busiest year for my website. Uh, part of that, Jim, uh, is thanks to you that helping me to get it to the new, uh, over from uh, Drupal Gardens over to WordPress. I've been able to do so much that I haven't, I've always wanted to do, but I was restricted by the platform I had before. Yep. So it's allowed me to do so much more, but by allowing it to do me, allowing me to do so much more, I have, <laughs> I have a lot of time for other things. <laughs> but uh, Battlefront 2 is, I, I played, um, we'll say I played last night because it was uh, this weekend as a triple XP event for uh, <laughs> Heroes and Villains. So I played for <laughs> last night to level guys up and I, I enjoy it. It's how I kind of, when I can, when I come home and I can re, uh, unwind, uh, after my daughter goes to bed and stuff. And I really, that's how I do it. So I do, um, and I've always played, you know, little squadron and throughout the years, I mean, empire strikes back when that first came out on Atari and yeah. <laughs> I did like the um, super Nintendo version. So those were fun. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> that was, uh, that was a cool one. Yeah. Um, 
I, yeah, I, I love the games, but I, I have enjoyed the two uh, Battlefront for EA. And I didn't see the Fallen Jedi um, panel or any of the – I haven't seen anything really. Any, I don't know if they released any gameplay or anything like they, that. They, but they, I, they released the trailer for it. Um, I'm excited okay. for like a nice single-player story. That's what I'm looking for because I, I like Battlefront, but it got old after a while. And, you know, some of these kids yeah. were kicking my butt. So it just it, – I got <laughs> tired the, of that's it. That's the thing that gets frustrating. I can't dedicate the time to play it. Like, oh, yeah, I want to play this. But I, I, I come, I play it. You know, I respawn. And like, boom, I'm dead again. I was like, I'm done. I was like, I'm it's, too old for this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that, that those two those two games have been I think the best shelf. game – I was telling you guys the other day, the best game I ever played, I think it was on like PlayStation 2, was that Jango Fett like the mm. bounty hunter bounty game hunter, yeah. it was yeah. hands down the best star wars game i've ever played like i i played those for um what are those other ones where you um the guy you, ca- you have to choose between like being a jedi or going towards the sith side um uh force unleashed force, force unleashed. i like i like the first one of that the second one wasn't as good but like the that jingle fat game was definitely the best yeah. game I've ever well this played. this this fallen order looks fantastic from what they've shown at the celebration it looks great oh i'm sure i'm gonna buy um it. <laughs> doesn't even matter i don't even know how much it is i've already bought it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i mean i would love i you know one of the games that they the ea canceled and they were done i think they were halfway through it was the uh, 1313 i'm not sure if you heard of that one frank yeah yeah uh, that, that looked amazing that looked amazing i did and that was supposed to take on yeah. several layers in coruscant like you were supposed to you were able to play on different levels of the planet and it just it was amazing and then they canceled it and it was just, i think it just sent a shockwave through the star wars um so annoying you know, <laughs> area. Agree, yeah no it was tough when that that was there was a lot of not just hype but expectation and excitement for it because it felt like it was a done deal we we're getting it and then yeah gone yeah it's tough crazy mm-hmm. so i'm hoping that this is gonna be finished <laughs> released and we can all enjoy right. it i'm looking for well, a single us again yep i i want a single player game that's what i want a partial lego star wars lego star wars <laughs> hell yeah i used to play those games i used to play those with my brother when he was a kid it's funny <laughs> so frank i know we touched I, I, oh sorry go ahead yeah i can say part of the reason why i didn't go to the panel is like well, i'm buying this game no matter what <laughs> exactly. yeah exactly you don't need to see yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. just take my money yeah so so speaking right. of legos do you collect any of the lego good point any any of the star no. wars lego no no i don't have any of the legos mostly just because the uh i they're expensive and they would sit in a box yeah yeah, yeah jim doesn't expensive. have any either I, <laughs> <laughs> that was sarcasm by the way and then i would i would you know then i have no if i did put one together i'd have no place to, to, to keep it yeah, yeah i I, room, I have so. i have basically all the um the what do you call it? The, the ultimate collection. The series. ultimate collection. I have each one of each of them. Oh, and I and I do build them and I do put them up. <laughs> Except my Millennium Falcon, I got about three quarters way done. Oh, it's still like, not done. It's still oh, not man. done. I had to put it right back in the box. Mine in a week. <laughs> it was it was too big, but I'm looking forward to it because I, I I have the Y wing. I haven't, yeah. I haven't done the Y wing, but now they got oh, the cool. uh, they got the Rebel Cruiser that's coming. I want to get that so bad. Uh, May the May May the May the third yeah. comes out May third. Um, okay, I gotta get that. Which looks fantastic. Is that, is that the uh, what, which which cruiser is the that? Is that the uh, yeah, Tantive. Okay, yeah. Which it looks and it looks fan, it looks fantastic. And if you buy it May fourth, and if you spend over, I think it was seventy five dollars, you get a cool uh, Lego special just for May the fourth day. I gotta it's, go to the mall now. And it's the, uh, <laughs> the it's a it's the Hoth scene with a with an AT AT 
and uh, part of the Rebel base. It's a little tiny thing, but it looks pretty cool. You get that free. Awesome. But yeah, have I, they re- uh, released any of the uh, like usually StarWars.com or somebody will put out like he has all the cool stuff that's happening for May the Fourth and all the deals. I haven't seen anything yet. Yeah, I, I haven't seen anything yet just, either. I've just seen this. I just saw the Lego stuff because uh, that that was okay. announced two days ago. Well, I got he's, the, he's I got talking the email. about free comic book day. Oh, I don't know about that. Yeah. No, he's asking if oh, right, yeah. for, for so, free comic yeah, book day. Same day. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I'm sure there's yeah. have a ton of stuff going yeah. on, though. I think there are some Star Wars books coming out that day. There's one, there's, one, there's one Star Wars comic on Free Comic Book Day. It's one of those uh, ID... I, IDW, yeah. I, I saw that, too. IDW, yeah. yeah. Adventures. Yeah, it's like kind of like... I don't know how that worked out, because that's the only book that they print, is like that kind of like animated version. I think Disney just licensed yeah. out the like animated uh, cartoon version of um, some of their comic books to IDW. <laughs> But I guess on the topic of Disney, um, we'll roll into um, kind of the merger since Star Wars has become a Disney property. Kind of talk about yep. the pros and cons. So on your side, you know, let's start. Let's start with the positives. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what what have you seen as kind of like yeah. the pros of you know Disney acquiring Star Wars? Yeah, you talked about Episode Eight already. So, so besides that, <laughs> besides that, they now own my entire childhood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, call them white slavers? <laughs> <laughs> I, I see uh, new movies. I not just Skywalker movies, but Rogue One and Solo. I see you know now an animated series, and I see new Star Wars. And one of the things that after the merger um, that became clear to me is. You know, I, I, Star Wars came out when I was five. I'm going to have Star Wars until I die. And not just like new Star Wars. I'm going to have Star Wars to look forward to for the rest of my life, more likely than not. Um, and that's because of Disney. You know, it, or it was sold to somebody that could, it could live beyond George Lucas. Uh, so that's, you know, I'm, I look at it on that perspective. I mean, I, I, I'm going to have new Star Wars for the foreseeable future. And that's, you know, that's, you, that's comforting. Do you it's going to be sad that, it, yeah. Do you think it's too much in such a short period? Oversaturation. Uh, I'll answer it from two, two perspectives. From a Star Wars fan, no such thing as too much Star Wars what? for me. Mm-hmm. Um, as an autograph collector, it changed the entire game of how we collect. There are people that have been completists and will will get go to the extent That's why I never of got guys into the autographs. I can't. I'm I'm very much like, a completist, and like just thinking about that, I was like, nope, not doing it. <laughs> even when you think you get everything, like. Oh, the guy that trained the elephants that wore the that they made into the Banthas in, in A New Hope. <laughs> or the guy that's wearing the, the pink pink shorts holding the boom mic. Yeah, yes. Things like that. So, uh, and you could people. It would take a lot of work, but you could do that through the original trilogy mm, prequels. Now you can't. That those days are gone. And I I enjoyed going and getting those really obscure names of people that, you know, way behind the scenes. I can't, I, I've had to change. I, I'm trying to stick just to, you know, were they in the credits? Uh, whether it's behind the camera or in front of it, I can't, I can't, it's impossible to keep up. Um, 
we have more signers available to us than ever before, not just because of the sale, but I think more because of the convention scene and how easy it is to just pop into that and, you know, well, they're paying big bucks, just, you know, $500,000 in a weekend, depending <laughs> on who you are. Um, it's a, it's a second it income. Just, it's a second income for these actors and actresses. Oh, I mean, yeah. Really technically. I mean, that's what the, the, look at the amount of money that they're getting from all this. You're in the right franchise and you're in, you have one image that you can print out, or you can have that of your character on screen. You, you don't have to act anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you can, you can live on the, just signing autographs and you know, you guys know there's a different show every weekend. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how many shows are every, every weekend. It's not just one show every weekend. There's no, absolutely many. Um, but so that's, that's all the positive is that there's, for, you know, as a Star Wars fan, and again, I would say I'm a Star Wars fan first. I collect autographs because I love Star Wars. That's how I express my love for Star Wars. Um, so having new Star Wars is great. I mean, I, I, it's weird. You kind of get possessive or, or defensive of, of your franchises that you love. So, you know, when, when Solo didn't make the money that was supposed to, I said, well, you know, we we – there were, uh, they said it was because of the release was put in May because of Mary Poppins or something. They didn't want it to compete. And so that, I guess things like that, when it comes to Disney would be the negatives. I mean, I didn't care. I mean, it, it was six months after the last Jedi. It could have been, you know, it could have been three months after the last Jedi. I don't care. It's not going to, I'm going to watch it no matter what, but right. I guess from, from the perspective of the, of, of the fandom and the franchise, that didn't have the you know didn't put Star Wars in the best of light. Hmm. Makes sense. Interesting. So, what do you want to see as a fan? You know, going forward, after this trilogy's done, we got the TV show coming. But what do you want to see going forward? I guess now you know once Luke and Anakin's story is truly done, I'm open to anything. Uh, like, I, show me something I've never thought of. I mean, we have. Knights of the Old Republic, we kind of know some of that history. You know, I'm love to see some series back then. Um, I guess as long as it feels like Star Wars, and you, I can't define that. It's not something I can. Um, I think a lot of people would understand what you're saying, though. Like, you, there's yeah. either you're either going to understand that or you're not, kind of thing. Right. Like like when I walk I like and I and I've kind of told these guys it's like the only movie that I kind of went to and it was the one that didn't do well you just brought it up was Solo like I kind of left that it was just like I mean other than Chewbacca like I just didn't get a very Star Wars feel from it it felt like you know and I know it was supposed to be you know a solo movie <laughs> on top of being a solo movie it's not right, know, part right. of the episodes or anything like that it just seemed kind of disconnected from that world a little bit and I know they tried but it seemed like the connections were a little forced. And uh, like I, I think it, like uh, something like that would have been better if they did it kind of like a Mandalorian. Like I would have loved to see that like on Disney Plus, and they could have given us a long story, and you know we could you could have got Darth Maul involved with it that way. I just think as a movie, it didn't feel right. I mean that was just my personal view on it. Which is, it's it's interesting because it's so there's a movie there's the standalone that's about one of the most beloved characters in the, in the saga who had just died a couple movies earlier. Right. Yeah. Um, but then rogue one who it's just, there's, I mean, the, the only lightsaber you see is at the very end. And you know, that's, you know, we think of, Oh, does it feel like star Wars and rogue one is arguably one of the most 
it feels more like Star Wars than almost anything else. And it doesn't focus on Jedi. It's, it's in good versus evil. It's, it's the mission. And so that, to me, felt very much like Star Wars, even though it didn't have, uh, you know, what we imagine, you know, Obi-Wan versus Darth Vader and right. the light versus the dark. Uh, but it, that it had the heart of Star Wars for me. I, I, I felt it. Hmm. So it, it can be about, it doesn't have to be about Jedi and Sith. It'd still be very Star Wars to me. Right. That's awesome. Uh, part of what I love about this fandom, this franchise, is how wildly different everybody's opinions and views can be. Like, you could have conversations yeah. with people for hours and hours about this stuff, and then go and talk to someone else and have that same conversation completely different. Yep. <laughs> yep. yep. I gotta say, what, one of the things, I, I, you know, when I go on to, when other people, when people invite me onto their podcast, obviously it's most of what I'm talking about is autographs. And that's what they, they invite me on to talk about. This is what I love. <laughs> this conversation about, you know, I, of course I love talking about autographs, but when I, anytime I have the opportunity to talk about just Star Wars, uh, if you could see my face, how lit up it is right now. <laughs> and I have know, this type of conversation, yeah. you know? And, th- and this, I mean, you know, whatever collection and stuff we get into, like there's something that got us there. There's a reason that, you know, we went from, Hey, you know, like, I, you know, I want to buy this comic book and read this comic book. And now like you look in my basement and there's walls, you know, like walls and walls of, of boxes of comic books. And, you know, but it's like, you know, what got you there is like, you know, reading the stories, being emotionally attached to like that, you know, like we, yeah. we spoke, we had a whole episode on, you know, our first experiences with Star Wars. And, you know, I, I was sick as it, I, I was sick when I was like, you know, five or six. And my dad had read me all three movies. I'm a little bit old. Um, I'm a little bit younger than Jim and Bruce here, but I had watched them i think maybe three years after return of the jedi had come out and i was like i don't know about this they seem like pretty old dad <laughs> and he's like just watch them trust me and i was just like this is the most amazing thing i've ever seen and i was like yeah and that was you know still after the it, the first one was at least 10 years old by then and you know right. they've still stayed with me to that long you know matt here you know he's he was born the same year toy story came out <laughs> so that's why he's called toy story and you know he's had uh you know an, an emotional attachment to them too and your your first um impressions were the originals too right my first there. one was episode two yeah actually oh, I'm, sorry. No, my, my fir- I'm sorry my first one in the theater i had seen the originals first. oh you had seen, yeah no but my yeah, first that. i'm sorry my first star wars movie was episode four but my first theater experience was episode two unfortunately <laughs> but as a kid i liked it you know it's funny because i never got to see them in the theater you guys did i did but i remember there was a big deal i think in what, what in like 1998 when they did the re-releases they re-released them in the theaters mm-hmm. and like this was huge like i was like mom i was like we have to go see every single one of these <laughs> and like seeing those in the theater like those original movies that was amazing to me i was like it's before we got any star wars and then like you know you finally heard like you know there's gonna be a new star wars movie i was like oh my god i was like like i remember buying tickets i literally i think i was a senior in high school and like ran to the movie <laughs> theater I, I bought one extra ticket i was like who wants to go with me and one of my buddies was like i'll go and like we went and we went to go see phantom menace and you know i was like all right, cool. Star Wars. Yeah. It didn't even matter what happened. Yeah. I was like, that guy with the horns was cool. <laughs> it's, it's just it's just something about the Star Wars movies. It's like just sitting in the theater, like you said, with the re-release of the the four, five, and six. It's just it, it's just something special. It just gives it so much more like 
uh, pizzazz and excitement to it than watching it at home, and even I mean, on a widescreen yeah, TV. They, they still hold the test of time, too. I, you know, I was watching kind of the, the originals to get ready for this, and it was just, I was like, these are so good. I was like, everyone's, yeah. you know, fantastic. I mean, granted, as like actors, like Hamill was definitely the weakest out of those guys, <laughs> but even him was like, you know, compared to like the weakest in any of these, you know, new characters, like he's much better than any of the young actors, like nowadays. Oh, yeah. But it was just like, these were just so good. It was like, and like, you know, there was so much effort put into everything there. Like, you know, and they were making these like props and yeah. stuff like that. It's like, you know, this is all, this is not green screen. These are real props. They're like yeah. blowing stuff up. Yeah. Like the look that, and feel of it. That's an just actual seems, computer panel. It just seems so authentic. And stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I watched a documentary the other day about like the whole behind the scenes process of episode four because they did like months of filming and special effects for that and I was watching how badly it was going but just to see like the little props that they're building and they're blowing them up in front of a green screen mm -hmm. it's just so cool to see the work that they put into that alright so that now, was uh, go ahead <laughs> when, when, you, when you start a lot of us when we start collecting autographs you just want the actors it was from Star Wars it's you know it's the some an actor that uh, was in the movie but it allows you to, when you start to see the behind the scenes people at conventions and you get to learn more about, through autograph collecting, learn more about what they did and get more invested in those credits that are scrolling at the end and putting a name, you know, that name to the face and hearing their stories. Uh, those are some of my favorite autographs now. But it's something that collectors tend to – they get into it after the fact. It's like nobody – not too many people start by collecting the behind-the-scenes people. Right. I mean – I yeah, love when yeah. people make that transition to it because you get to just appreciate what they did. Lorne Peterson was just at Celebration, um, and he's, just, he's a legend. You know, it's – and to – it just for me, it just helped me to appreciate so much more. It's just not a name at the end of the movie that you know, probably leave before it comes down anyway, or fast forward through. And what did but, he? Uh, do? And what did he do? What did what did he do? Uh, sculpt. Uh, he did models. Like he's there's some great images of him from uh, the uh, the adats from. Okay. Uh, that he's kind of popping up through the through the floor and uh, oh, he's the guy who moved them work. around from the trap door for trap door, right? Yep, <laughs> yep. He's one of them. I mean, he did. There's a great shot of him in the uh, the what do they call it? The space slug that comes out of the asteroid that the Falcon flies oh, out of. Oh, the giant yeah. space he, worm. So that, that was like a puppet, yeah, right? So <laughs> yeah. So there's a shot. There's a shot of him behind the scenes of him standing in the mouth of that. Uh, <laughs> uh, is that right? He's in. I think it was. Excuse me. I think it was that space slug. It might have been. I, I think that's that's what it must have been. That's cool. But like those guys, because like you're saying, you know, from watching the behind the scenes, you know, Star Wars is is. You know, it's George Lucas's vision, but it's Ralph McQuarrie's artwork, oh, and it's John Williams' music, oh yeah. and it's these people that work behind the scenes that the technology didn't exist. They made it because George. They said, "This is what we want. Can you make it? All right, we'll figure it out." And they've done that throughout the entire saga. Uh, okay, can you do this? Well, that doesn't exist, but we'll figure it out. We'll make it. <laughs> and in the process, uh, ILM has become. Oh my God, they're just insane. You know what they where they are now in Skywalker Sound because of you know bringing all those movies to life. It wouldn't be what it is with all those pieces if Star Wars had a contemporary soundtrack and not John Williams conducting. 
it wouldn't be the same. No. And these the images when you said you know you watch a new hope and the, that opening scene when the death uh, the star destroyer is going over the the Tantafor, um, those had to be made. And it, it just you know wasn't computed that people had to make that believable and look real. Yeah. And Yoda, you know, we all know how you know Yoda was going to make or break the franchise, not just Empire Strikes Back. If it didn't look right, it was going to sink the whole thing. Um, so the people that made Star Wars what it is behind the scenes, we owe a lot to them. And uh, I love when people seek out their autographs and show them that kind of. Yeah, we appreciate that you are one of the reasons why Star Wars is what it is, and it means so much to us. Yeah, they were literally kind of creating the technology on the spot to make like a vision come true, kind of thing. It's insane. Well, look at—I I had a conversation with uh, with Colin Cantworth. Um, he was the guy that did the Death the Death Star, the model of the Death Star, and he was telling me a story how you know George Lucas hated the seam around the Death Star, so that's where the trench came into to hide the seam on on the on the on the on the ball. So he had. Wow. A, they made a trench around this model to hide the same. And it was it was interesting to hear that from the guy who did from it. the guy that did it. Yeah, it, and th- though knowing those stories, those behind the scenes stories, it doesn't like I said like it, when I knew about like Ewoks being Wookie and Pig Latin and whatever, and <laughs> some some of those real life moments that take away from Star Wars. The behind the scenes never does. Yeah, I love. I, I love hearing those things. The thing with Star Wars is we, we still we we think that George Lucas was handed the Journal of the Wills by some ancient society that gave it to him <laughs> and that it all exists in this book. And when we realize when we hear things like directors getting fired and um, you know, just the reality of movie making kind of when we, when that rears its head into Star Wars and becomes part of the conversation, it reminds us that, you know, it's uh, he made up the Journal of the Wills. It's not It's not a real thing. But we want it to be. We want it to think that this all existed as one cohesive story. And, uh, you know, it's it, it, not, not, not always the case. Do you have a, a George Lucas autograph, by the way? I was about way? to ask that. Yeah. <laughs> I do have a two. I have one. Um, and I, I, I did it again. I, I, always, I feel bad when I say, like, I only have one. <laughs> uh, because, uh, you know, when you're in... Yeah, sometimes you get caught up in it with autograph circles and you know what's out there. Um, I'm very, I'm very happy to have what I have. Um, it's him behind the scenes with uh, Samuel Jackson dressed up as uh, Mace Windu. Oh, that's, oh, that's awesome. cool. And I have that, so very happy to have him in my collection. That's very cool. cool. Awesome. All right, so uh, the big moment here is we're gonna do our rankings. So you're our guest. So just on the episode films, we're going to do the rankings. So you have eight films here, and I guess we'll hear uh, what you think from kind of, you know, episode one through eight so far. Okay, so my favorites, uh, (laughs) four, five. Hmm. Phantom Menace. Ooh, interesting. Revenge of the Sith. Force Awakens. Return of the Jedi. Last Jedi. <laughs> I don't know if I missed any. Uh, Attack, Attack of the Clones is last. Yeah. So, <laughs> my my favorite, and you know, I know, it's, you know, Empire is the best. 
there's too much in emotional ties for me to put anything but four is the best for me because it's more than just i'm not looking at it just as a movie it's everything that goes with it yeah and without so it four nothing is else can four. exist <laughs> right four is 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 my favorite i mean uh, empire strikes back is definitely right after it um and those in between four and the only two that don't change it's number one and number eight Depending on the day, I can switch the others around in between. There's not a lot of space in between two through seven. Mm -hmm. They can be interchangeable. Um, But it does remind me, like, when I think about looking at all the movies, the three biggest moments have been finding out that there's going to be after Star Wars came out as a little kid, finding out they were going to make another one was huge. Right. And then finding out they were going to do the prequels was huge. And then find it out they're going to do the sequels. So it's there's all these moments tied up into, yeah. into that. Like it ends up not that, being just about the movie. It's about your experiences around <laughs> that movie. I probably I, I don't I don't know that I could. I'm not I, I'm not somebody that can analyze it from a you know from a, a film uh, perspective of movie making. Everything it's it's story and emotion and feelings for me. And yeah, that's, the, that's, the, the rank is your personal rank. It's the, it doesn't have to have any yeah. <laughs> any <laughs> background behind it. So I guess at this point, mm-hmm. Bruce, you want to go next? You're slightly older than Jim, right? We'll go in age order here. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Um, yeah, I have uh, episode four, five, and six in that order. In in that order, just because I don't know, a little. <laughs> purist it's what started it's still the three that i enjoy the most on out of all of them um then i went uh with uh phantom menace and then i went with uh uh force awakens and then um the next the next three i really don't have any specific order (laughs) because i really didn't care too much for one over the other was two three and eight okay yeah you know they they could you know they can go in between but uh yeah they, those those would be on the bottom mm-hmm. bottom of my list uh, jim uh, my list is pretty much the same as bruce but my 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 four five and six um, we're talking the original not the redone. not the redone i didn't like the redone special editions i didn't like the extra added crap that went along in that i think it took away original from theatrical the, release. the original theatrical release so is where i'm at so you you know this but i'll tell rich um frank i'm sorry frank rich <laughs> <laughs> um matt just shared, matt just shared something with us the other day where we were able to like just digitally um on our phones kind of watch the un yeah you might know about these the despecialized editions have you heard of those I did, yeah. So, somebody came up as uh, connected to that that I who was going to be at a show or something. So yeah, I they are surprisingly up. good. Yeah, really. Yeah. So basically, I think I, I might be getting a little bit of this wrong, but he because the best versions of the original theatrical release out there right now are the laser disc versions. So basically, what okay. he did is he took he burned the laser disc versions and then went in like frame by frame and fixed stuff like to look oh. as close to the original as possible. And to be as HD as possible. So they actually ended up being really good versions. So far, the only thing that I saw from the, at least from um, A New Hope, was the thing that I like that George Lucas went back and added is that scene right before they take off for the battle and he meets. 
and he meets Biggs. Mm-hmm. Like you get that introduction. Yeah. Like before that, when I watched those movies originally, you know, he says Biggs, you know, leaves like when he's still on Tatooine. And then all of a sudden, like I hear him say the name Biggs, like when they're up in the air, I'm just like, wait, is that the same guy who was talking about <laughs> in the beginning? Like there's no answer. Like they don't yeah. meet up before yeah, they that makes get so in the much air. More sense. It's like that, that was the only scene. I was like, that really worked. Like that, that should have yeah. really never been cut from the movie. <laughs> I don't know why it was, but um, yeah, that was the only thing that I, I really enjoyed like anything that they added to Return of the Jedi. That garbage music scene <laughs> at the end, uh, that oh, in, in, in Jabba's, Jabba's Palace, oh that God. was awful in my opinion. <laughs> awful, but that that and changing the Force ghosts. I, yeah, I, that, yeah. That one bothered, thing that bothered me too. One thing that made sense, I thought, was putting Ian, Ian McDermott in Episode Five as a hologram. Oh. Yeah, because I don't. You you didn't watch so, episode five, so, yet, right? No, I did. The, I, I know. Yeah, I know. It's not him. It's uh, somebody Clive or something like that. Yeah, Clive Reval. Clive yeah. Reval. Yeah. So for con- continuity voice. wise, at least but that wasn't his face. That wasn't Clive's face. That was just his voice. Right. Yeah. Right. Someone else's face. So I'm, my my list is pretty much the same as Bruce, but with the original the original um, four. Okay. There are three, the original okay. three. Okay. So mine is, I guess this is going to be pretty different from yours. Yeah. Uh, I like Return of the Jedi best. I know uh, I know the Ewoks get a bad name. I didn't mind them. I think the epic battle they have. So there's three awesome battles that you never really seen that much action other than like Hoth at that point. You know, you have the space battle going on. You have the battle on uh, Endor. And then you have Vader uh, and Luke like going down. That music scene, like that's... Aside from like the normal Star Wars theme, the the background music playing when Vader and Luke are, are yeah. have that lightsaber battle going on, I love that. Anytime I hear yeah. that, I get goosebumps every every time I hear that playing. It's just such an amazing score. Um, yep. So that's that's my favorite one. And then you know, obviously, I have to go with Empire next, and then a new. Hope. I, I feel like a New Hope. I really enjoy it, and I and I understand the nostalgic value. I feel out of all of it, it's probably kind of the most boring one out of the original. But still, I mean, that's definitely number three for me. Number four, big surprise, was a Force Awakens. I I really enjoyed it, and I feel like Han Solo. Uh, you know Harrison Ford. He did so much to make that yeah. a really enjoyable movie. I think his performance. I don't know if it's it's definitely on par with his original performances. I think he put everything he had into that, and he's like, "This is it." I was like, "I'm going to give you everything I have, and I'm never <laughs> going to play on solo again." <laughs> so don't ask me. And then um, I like out of the original uh, of the prequels. I think I like Phantom Menace the best. You know, Darth Maul was definitely the coolest thing. That came out of, in my opinion, other than Obi Wan Kenobi, I'm gonna give you that. He was amazing. Uh, Ewan McGregor's um, portrayal of Obi Wan Kenobi was right on par, I think, with Alec Guinness. Um, so, Phantom Menace, then uh, Revenge of the Sith, Last Jedi, and then uh, again, we all agree, Attack of the Clones was pretty <laughs> terrible. <laughs> Although I got to tell you, I did kind of fall in love with that that girl for a little while after Attack of the Clones. <laughs> That that mid dress that she had in the, oh. in the battle scene, I was like, "What's her name?" Natalie Portman. Uh, Natalie Portman. I was like, "I kind of like this girl. I kind of like this girl." <laughs> nice. All right, so mine is pretty similar to yours, I think. Um, so I'm starting with six again. Um, number two, I Empire Strikes Back, and 
I think number three for me has to be episode three. Wow. Yeah, because so for like context, I saw episode two was the first one I saw in the movies, but I also saw episode three in the movies and I was 10 years old at that time, 2005. And that entire movie (laughs) just (laughs) as a 10 year old blew my mind. Like it is Hayden Christensen's acting, questionable acting aside. It is that movie gets going at a thousand miles an hour really fast and does not stop until the end. It's got quite a bit of action and I'll give it that much. Not, Not even like action, just like exposition and like everything going on with the character. It's, it's to this day like I watch it and I, I can't pause it until there's, it's over. There's definitely has to be somebody who's talented enough. If someone could go in, redo that movie, replace it with all his images with actual Darth Vader, <laughs> get James Earl Jones to go in there and read all the lines, I would see it. that would probably move up to like number three on my list. <laughs> I just I just can't get past Hayden. I mean, otherwise, great movie. I mean, uh, General Grievous, another oh God, amazing yeah. character um, that shows up in that. Uh, there's, I mean, there's a lot of good in that movie. It's just um, a lot of bad too. <laughs> yeah, my my favorite part of that was um, the when Grievous says there aren't, you know, Mustafa. It's a volcanic planet because when I was a kid, I remember in the newspaper, my hometown newspaper ran this thing about. I don't know. I don't, must have been right after Empire, or whatever. And it said that. Darth Vader ended up in the suit because him and Obi-Wan got into a, a fight on a volcano oh. and he got burned. <laughs> and I don't know. I don't know why it was in the Gloucester Daily Times, but it, I read it <laughs> all those years ago. And part of me, when I went into Revenge of the Sith, how many years later, thinking, man, it's going to be a volcano. It's, it has to be, you know hoping that it would be connected to that story I read, mm-hmm. you know, in 1982 or whatever. And <laughs> that must it, be a great feeling. Says, well, yeah, when he said that, I was like, oh, yes. <laughs> I was, <laughs> I was so no, that, yeah, that movie always has a special place for me. Um, and then after had, that, oh, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, Grievous, um, when I was looking for a logo for my website, I commissioned uh, an artist, his name's Kevin Lyle. And he, he's like, man, your old school style was it has to be a bounty hunter. It's got to be Greedo. I'm like, I got to get a character that I can tie in a line about collecting. So mm. I started thinking. It took about two seconds. <laughs> your lightsabers will make a fine addition to my collection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's Grievous. There you That's go. Awesome. So then after three, I got four, uh, seven, one, and then it's a flip between two and eight. I'm not sure. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. But see, that's also another thing I love. Like, we all have wildly different lists for the most part. And it's it's a lot of it's based on our experiences with these movies. Yeah, it's hard. I feel like Star Wars is one of those things where, you know, we've said, like, try to judge it without an emotional attachment. I really don't think, like, Star Wars is one of those movies where it's beyond that. So... I mean, it's just you, you can't you can't remove emotion from Star Wars. It's like you know some people. T- it's a, it's a religion. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Right. <laughs> well, for me, I've had a relationship with Star Wars longer than I have my own brother. You know, he's, he's, <laughs> he's, 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 you know, nineteen seventy nine. So like I've known Star Wars longer than I've known him. Uh, yeah, it's it's yeah. I, I can't and we say this. I think, well, I'm sure you guys have said it too. Like, I can't imagine what life would be like if Star Wars wasn't part of it. It's, I, it'd it's be, that it's, big it's crazy, it's, even without you know, a website yeah. it would still be a huge part of my life uh, yeah it would it wouldn't be the same life honestly 
Right. You know, Jim's Jim's wife um, was on the podcast last night. And last week. I'm sorry, last week. <laughs> uh, she was like, yeah, she's like, you know, I George Lucas was like, a, you know, my everything. And it's like kind of why I married Jim. It's like they might not even been married if, you know, Star Wars didn't exist. That's right. Yeah. We, you wouldn't, we, you wouldn't uh, have had that link. <laughs> we, we had the we had the uh, the Star Wars Imperial Death March coming into our wedding. I mean, that's that's what we came oh, into. That's awesome. <laughs> so, yeah, that is awesome. Stuff. Very cool. <laughs> All right, so now, Frank, if you uh, don't mind, we're going to get into our game show, uh, yeah, Be sure. the Geek Star Wars Edition. <laughs> yeah, so you're going to be going... I'm a, I'm a little nervous here, Frank. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going to be going up against Tess. Uh, we got a bunch of questions, and the rule is first to five wins. I'm going to start with one of you, and then if you get it wrong or you don't answer, it goes to the next person. They have well, a chance to Well, Frank it. should go first. He's the right. guest. If you have any yes. multiple choice, I, would, I wouldn't let that fall to the No next. multiple choice. Okay. okay, cool. Yeah. I got a lot of questions, so hopefully... <laughs> Hopefully we can get through a lot of them. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm as ready as I'm going to be. Cool. Let's go. All right, Frank. Who is the only actor to appear in every main entry Star Wars film to date? Anthony Daniels. Correct. Ding, ding. Nice. Come on. (laughs) Tess. What was Luke's call sign during the Battle of Yavin? Red 5. Very good. I've got to make these harder. (laughs) Start easy. (laughs) They've got to increase in difficulty. Who placed the order for Clone Army with the Kaminoans in Episode 2? Frank. Frank. Sifo-Dyas. Uh, Very good. Woo. Was that three? Okay. Tess. Name all the actors who either played Anakin, wore the Darth Vader suit, or voiced Anakin or Vader in Episodes 1 through 6. Not including stunt doubles, just main actors. All of them? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Anakin Sky, I'm um, sorry, Anakin, Hayden Christensen, David Prowse. You said voiced? Mm-hmm. James Earl Jones. <sighs> <laughs> you oh, said, sorry. Yep, I gotta beep that now. Bleep that out now. Is there a uh, Shaw, Shaw? Was there a Shaw? Mm-hmm. Was he the, uh, do I need the full name? Mm-hmm. Sebastian Shaw? Very good. That's four. <laughs> Missing. Michael Pennington? Was there a Michael Pennington? I don't know. Frank, do you know? Was there? <laughs> no, it's not. Michael Pennington wasn't Vader. All right. That's all I got. Mm. Mike, you want to save it? Frank. I'm sorry, Frank. <laughs> Jake Lloyd. Good. So do we give that question to him or just... Uh, I would, do you want me to do all... Do you want me to list Jake Lloyd? No, you... Because you, 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 Tess already named them. Okay. Should, we, should we nix that? Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. No, so give him, a, give him another that. question. I got yeah. most of them. <laughs> right. we're, still, we're still at two to one. Okay. Yeah. So it's his turn though. I yeah. got it wrong. Yeah. Just give him a new question. Right, Frank. We're all familiar yep. with the famous line, I am your father, but this was kept secret and added in post-production to present leaks. What did David Prowse actually say on set? Obi-Wan killed your father. Correct. Whoa. Very good. Wow. That's cool. I did not know that. I wouldn't have got that. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> nice. Test. ready? Mm-hmm. Who first uttered the line, it's a trap, and in what film? Uh, are we going chronologically or in order of release? Chronologically. Well, sorry, in order of release. Okay. Princess Leia in uh, A New Hope. She says, obviously a trap. They're tracking us. That one? <laughs> it was Princess Leia, but I mean, does she say it's a trap? I actually don't know in episode four. That's not what I was. It's not episode four? Uh, I, I no. guess I got it wrong. <laughs> Frank, do you know? It was, it, 
Princess Leia episode five. Very good. Can you give the context? <laughs> yeah, she's uh, she's being <laughs> she is being held by she's being held by uh, actually Jerry Bullock is playing a lieutenant Imperial and he's holding her and she goes around the corner and he she fights him and says it's a trap. Good. So, don't don't it's a trap. Wow. <laughs> Check that out. out. It's a trap. <laughs> I'm pretty sure oh, she it, does, does say it's a trap. Did he get the point for that? In the, in the episode four. Because that was a two-part mm. question. Yeah, no point. No <laughs> point? Yeah. I got, plenty, I got plenty more. Okay. <laughs> All right. Three to one. Frank is in the lead. Okay. Who's, so who's next? Tess again? Tess. All right. Tess, ready? Mm-hmm. What is the name of the laughing monkey-like creature that sits next to Jabba in Return of the Jedi? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Frank? Salacious crumb. Very good. Oh. <laughs> That's because you guys know who created these people. Mark <laughs> <laughs> oh, Dodson voiced him. Tony McVeigh made him. <laughs> Check him out. Nice. All right, Tess. All right, good. What are the first words uttered in the Star Wars saga, and who said them? In order of release. Just watch this movie. I know. <laughs> oh, you got him clues. It's a first, that's obviously the first movie. <laughs> I mean, it was it was Anthony Daniels, right? Uh, what did he say? I can't remember what he said. Sorry. I know it was Anthony Daniels, but <laughs> give it to Frank. Frank. <laughs> it's Anthony Daniels. I can't think of what it is either. Yeah. Mm. He says, "Did you hear that?" Yeah. After the oh. explosion in the ship. <laughs> all right, all right. Yeah, I didn't know the exact right. one. Four, four uh, one in Frank's favor. Right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to catch hell for that. I don't know when that. <laughs> he, he didn't get that. No, I know that. He no, didn't I get know. that. Yep. Oh, did you give him that point? Nope. No, I didn't give oh, him that. Okay, no, sorry, I think sorry. he gave him the earlier one, though. Sorry, sorry, sorry. So, Tess, right? Oh, but I think it's still 3-1, though. Yeah, it's still 3-1. I think you gave him one earlier. No, he got the... Uh, oh, he did get that. I'm he sorry. Got the crumb. crumb. But was there one before? Oh, whatever. It doesn't matter. It's fine. We'll probably get through all of them anyway. All right, Tess. What was George Lucas's first feature film? I can't remember if it, which one it was. Is it? I'm gonna say THX one one three seven eight. Correct. That's what oh. June, June said that last week on our podcast. <laughs> yeah. Well, I asked her about it. I was like, Were you a fan of THX one one three? And she said that was his first flick. Yeah. yeah. All right, Frank's about to, uh, if he gets the next one right, win. So should we... Uh, up it up. <laughs> Frank. Yes. The Millennium Falcon is a heavily modified version of what ship? Uh, YT-1500 freighter? Close. 1300. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Still pretty good. <laughs> that was really good. Because I, I wouldn't have gotten that far. I wouldn't have gotten the, let- I wouldn't have gotten the letters. I knew I was a freighter. <laughs> All right. Tess is still, uh, still in it. All right. Still alive. Let's see. Matt's going to run out of questions. No, I got plenty. I got plenty. <sighs> Princess Leia tells Grand Moff Tarkin that the rebel base is located on what planet? Just watch this. <laughs> Dantooine? Yeah, correct. Yeah. Right. Very good. Tess is catching. I feel like I said it just like she, she did. They're on Dantooine. <laughs> Dantooine. <laughs> All right, Frank. Yeah, he's going to play. <laughs> when Eron McGregor was a child. Oh, great. You asked him about Obi-Wan Kenobi question. <laughs> his family took him to see the original Star Wars because his uncle was in the movie. Oh, Who does God. his uncle I know play? I answer to this. Wedge and Tilly's. Very good. Woo-hoo! 
Ding, ding, ding. Nice. And Frank wins. Good job. That was Frank. awesome. <laughs> I knew that one. <laughs> should I, uh, should I belt that some of the rest or not? Uh, you can't. I got, uh, all right, one for both of you, whoever answers it first. Right. What are the odds of successfully na- navigating an asteroid field? 3,720. <laughs> <laughs> that's nice. <laughs> well, that's it. <laughs> all right, awesome. There you go. So, hey, Frank, we, we do appreciate you coming on our show. Um, absolutely loved having you on and, and giving your point of view on, uh, on the Star Wars side of this. Um, can you tell, you know, some of the listeners that we hopefully that we have, can you just tell us um, how they can... How they can find you. How they can find you, and then maybe how they can start um, looking for autographs. Yeah, I mean, like what's, the, your, what's your piece of advice for getting into this if you're yes. not already? There you go. Um. Well, we, we would love to be a resource for you to help guide you to the different um, – to help you make informed decisions when getting autographs and where the safe places are. Um, we're at StarWarsAutographNews.com, uh, social media, Twitter, and Instagram, at SW Autograph. Uh, we have a, a, a weekly podcast, Star Wars Autograph News, and a YouTube page. So that's where you can find us. Um, <laughs> There's, uh, the, the first place to look for, for autographs, we have to say, is the official licensee for Star Wars photos, which is Tops, which we know Tops has been around forever. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a good place to start. There's, you, can, you could, if you don't have a single Star Wars autograph right now, you could go there, place an order. In a week or two, you're going to have a guaranteed, authentic, real Star Wars autograph to get your uh, collection going. Um, but I'll give you two others that are um, just as re- just as reputable, and those are Cool Waters. If you just Cool Waters is one word. Um, this is uh, run by the person who, uh, if you've seen that, there's Harrison Ford is doing signings. He's the one that's been behind these signings happening, uh, Derek. And he has, if you go to their shop on Cool Waters, it's Cool Waters Productions, uh, another safe place to get autographs. Um, and the former licensee for Star Wars uh, photographs, official picks, and that's picks, P-I-X. You can go there and check out their store online, and they have, you can feel safe buying autographs from them. So there's three places right now. You, you could not have a single autograph in your collection, and from there you can have – you'll see um, – Minor characters all the way up to Ewan McGregor and Harrison Ford and uh, maybe even Carrie Fisher and a lot of uh, Daisy Ridley, Adam Driver. You could have their autographs uh, in a week or two by placing your orders today. So um, those are three resources that you could get your collection going now. And then I think I mentioned earlier, Star Wars actor appearances, Eric's site, where you could find a listing of uh, Comic-Cons that are near you where these signers could be and you could meet a Star Wars actor face-to-face and get their autograph there. So um, those are four resources in addition to, uh, again, uh, Star Wars Autograph News that could put autographs in your collection very soon. That's great. Well, thank you so much for that, man. Thank you. 
No, guys, thank you so much for having me on. Um, I go on a lot of shows and this is uh, uh, a great one. And I, I've had, you know, we, we've, we've seen each other. We've, we spent time together at different Absolutely. shows and I always look forward to seeing you guys and uh, congratulations on the show and what you do in your website. Uh, I was thrilled to see when Jim uh, was sharing it, that you guys did this. So thank you for having me on. It's been an honor and, and so much fun to talk about Star Wars uh, on the show. Thank you. Thank yeah, you so much for being here. It was fun to actually have the time outside of a show to sit down and talk about Star Wars <laughs> yeah. in a civilized manner. <laughs> and I'm sure we'll see you at some more shows coming up. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Thanks All right. Thanks again, Frank. It was, yeah, thank this you was so great. much. And may the fourth be oh, with thanks. you. Yeah, may the fourth be with you. <laughs> thank you. All right, man. See you. And that was that was awesome. That was wow. a good show. Well, yeah. it was nice to have him on here. And we, again, Frank, thank you so much for coming on our show. Uh, we really do appreciate it. Um, so we're just going to move along. We're going to step outside the ba- uh, the Star Wars world here now. And uh, where are we? <laughs> well, we all. You got to scroll down a little. I'm going to scroll down just <laughs> yeah. a little. So as we're recording this, it is um, the day after Avengers Endgame yes. came out. Yes. And we all saw it very late last night. And one yes. word. Long, long, yeah. <laughs> yes, very long. Um, Jim did not go to the bathroom. I did not I go to the bathroom. Extremely <laughs> impressed. By. I, 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 Bruce did not go, and he had a medium-sized coke. I don't know how you didn't do that. I hope you were wearing right. a catheter. <laughs> um, but yeah, Avengers, that was good. Um, I think we're gonna spend a little more time on this on another. Sh- on our yeah, we want to give people a little bit more time to watch it. Um, I mean, there is stuff that can be spoiled. I feel like. It's probably we can't, straightforward. We can't say, yeah, we can't say yeah. much about it. Do we um, want to give our ratings yet? I, 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 think we, we I think we should give a grade. Like okay. let, let's okay. let's do our grade. Um, Jim, uh, here, J- JJ here. I, I'm going to give it a six, maybe a six five. I'm, I'm going to go that route. Um, it's I'm, I'm between those two numbers for some strange reason. <laughs> I think I'm also at a six. So okay, six. That's, that's, Matt, six. Wow, you guys Bruce. harsh. It's actually <laughs> I mean, not I, harsh. I, I don't I, think I it's harsh. I didn't. I'm six is me was, being a little uh, lenient. <laughs> if, if if I just take the Avengers movies themselves, I wouldn't say out of all the Avengers movies that it was the best one. But uh, I'm I'm going to give it a seven five. Wow. Okay. Right. I mean, I, I don't think that's unreasonable at all. No, not at all. Yeah, I think that's that's okay. Yeah, a lot of it's personal yeah. preference yeah. to like what we want to see in these movies. Like you got to remember, this is something that's tying up twenty five, like twenty five or something. Movies. Listen, at the end of the day, though, <laughs> yeah, we yeah. absolutely recommend everybody go see yeah, it. Go see I, it. I yeah. mean, this is it know, was an enjoyable experience. It, it no was, what. you know, it was a good closing to a very long story, and you know, there's, you know, it sets up the future as well. So I mean, yeah. that's really all we're gonna say about it for now. And the and, the, uh, the best thing is this this afternoon. I don't know if you guys knew this, but uh, uh, what was it? Uh, Sci Fi Channel and. Uh, the USA Networks had all the Marvel movies on, <laughs> you know, like for the entire weekend because <laughs> Endgame was on. And I just happened to watch uh, the Avengers and like the first, I don't know, 40 minutes of uh, Age of Ultron. <laughs> so, yeah, with with, with those three is like, yeah, I got to give it the first one. You know, is the best out of the three. Oh, of course. You know, so, yeah. but, uh, yeah. And you guys went, ugh, when I said Age of Ultron, it's like, <laughs> I kind of like Age mm-hmm. of Ultron a little bit better than Endgame. What about Infinity War? Uh, well, I liked Infinity War better than Age of Ultron, mm-hmm. most definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, uh, <laughs> 
and it was definitely better than uh uh i think you need to rework the rankings in your head then (laughs) (laughs) the the avengers followed by infinity war then age of ultron then endgame okay okay that 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 would be for those just for the avenger movies that would be my ranking all right fair um, all right, so we're yeah, so we're, 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 we're going to move off that topic. We're going to talk about it at some at yeah, some point. Next though. episode, it, it, we're in a few yeah, in a few episodes or uh, something. Uh, uh, yeah, we'll give it at least. Yeah, we'll have some, we'll have, we'll have a discussion about it. We have a lot to say. We've already talked a lot about it. We should have recorded that conversation, but we didn't. <laughs> we, we really should have. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. We could rehash it again. Yeah, I think to some degree. Oh my god, we can't even say Lots what we detail. were talking about because that's spoiler <laughs> in itself. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So anything else going on right now? Um, I don't know. I I mean, the only thing on the agenda for us, other than you know more recordings and stuff like that, is that small show we're going to do at Forest Hills High School, May nineteenth. We don't really have any other plans to do anything yet. I think we have to get a little organized with our stuff. We have. Uh, I still haven't got those uh, those cards yet. Uh, as soon as I get those cards, I will be uh, making a post about it, letting you guys know you know when they'll be available. Um, but I think that's really it for now. All right. So, I mean, I, I'll be honest. I have been reading and watching a lot. Good. Actually, maybe not reading, but I've been watching a lot. Let's hear it. Um, I was watching Cobra Kai. Well, first I should nice. say I was watching, binging the original Star Wars <laughs> before <laughs> the original theatrical releases. Uh, I got through the first two movies, and I haven't got to see Return of the Jedi yet, but I was confident I knew that movie well enough. But I never I never knew what that stupid thing's name was, Matt. <laughs> Crumb. Scr- Salacious Scr- Crumb. Salacious B. Crumb. <laughs> I was like, okay. What was the original name for Return of the Jedi? Uh, was Revenge it The Last Jedi? Jedi? Oh, Revenge of the Jedi. Yeah. What was its working title? Um, blue sky, blue grass, blue harvest. Mm. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I didn't know that. I, I knew it because I looked at your question. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but um, Cobra Kai, fantastic. I, gotta, I didn't even watch season, so, so the first season yet. was amazing. I think this season, it, it's still good, but this one focuses a little bit less on the, um, the Johnny Lawrence character <coughs> who um, is played by... William Sapka. I, I hope I'm not mispronouncing his name. We got to meet him yeah. at uh, Comic Con a few years Isn't ago. Is it just Zapka? Zapka. Zapka. Yeah. Is William that Hulu or Netflix? Or? It's on YouTube, so you have to have like a YouTube subscription. Oh, really? Yeah, it's oh. crazy. I'm, I'm free trial. It's, it's literally the in. only thing that I'm using uh, YouTube subscription for. But first season, absolutely fantastic. This season um, two, they kind of reintroduced John Kreese. Um, nice. And I and I honestly don't know the actor's name for that. I, I was actually not prepared to talk about <laughs> about this, but um, he's in kind of like he seems to try to trying to be getting redeemed, but seems to not really be. Ha- he seems to try. He's. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm really fumbling my words here. <laughs> He's trying to get Johnny to think he wants to be redeemed, but I don't think that's his real mission here. And um, like, I really like the Johnny Lawrence character. I think it kind of it adds a lot of layers to him from you know just the original Karate Kid movie that we've seen in 1984. His relationship with um, the character Miguel Diaz on it is fantastic. I feel like we haven't seen as much of that in this season, and that's the kind of thing that I wanted to see more of. But we are seeing more of Daniel Larusso, you know, Ralph Macchio's <laughs> character. He's kind of you know building his own dojo to kind of compete this like bully attitude a little bit coming from the Cobra Kai but just just an overall great show um I highly recommend it I know Jimbo Slice you loved it uh 
So uh, Jimbo, <laughs> I recommended this to him last season. He was still doing his podcast, The Variant Issue, and he absolutely tore it apart. And uh, <laughs> I'm telling you, as you know, a, f- a fan of the original, it's like if you've liked the things I've recommended and spoke about in the past, I you will definitely like this. Um, it, it, it might not be for everyone, but I think overall, the first season was very highly um, regarded. Um, everybody seemed to overall really think it was well done and I'm one of those people so you know it gets my stamp of approval uh, other than that what else have I been watching I can't even remember you guys go and then if I remember stuff I'll <laughs> <All right. laughs> um, so uh, watching wise I'm, Tess has given me a long laundry list of movies to watch after last week's <laughs> yes I have Annihilation <laughs> I got like nothing that right. list should be a novel it shouldn't be a list it should be a book <laughs> yeah so I, I, I'm knocking them off but um, I watched Willow which awesome! Is so good. Terrific I didn't even know this movie, movie existed. Honestly. How could you not know that movie? I don't know. Oh my goodness! I don't know. It, it was like one of George Lucas's first stories that he came up with. Uh, I think. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. It was so good though. And then I. It's hands down. Uh, what's his name's best movie? Um, Val Kilmer. Mm-hmm. Oh, he was. Oh you can God, give me real geniuses all day. hundred times <laughs> no. better than real geniuses. <laughs> two different types of movies. Yeah. Totally two different types of yeah. movies. His character was so entertaining. Yeah, and I also watched the first two Back to the Futures. Just in time for spoilers, the Back to the Future references in Endgame. <laughs> nice. That's actually a really. That's actually a really big spoiler. Oh shit! Okay, we're we're, beep, we're, beep, we're beeping out that entire. Time. Never mind. Oh. <laughs> Jesus. Um, that's all you watched. Yeah. Oh well, me. I haven't watched any. I haven't watched anything this week. I was on vacation. I took a couple days away, so I, I didn't get to watch anything this week. Um, the only thing I read was the two new Star. Two came out this week. I think it was two that came out this week. Um, one was being uh, Star Wars Galaxies. I'm not sure. Did you guys see that? It's a comic. Uh, Sc- Galaxy Edge. Uh, Star Wars Galaxies Edge. Oh, this is about um, the theme park, right? No, no. Uh, it looks like the theme park, the, the cover, but it's it's more of. Um, it it's it it was a pretty good story because it, it 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 involved Han Solo and and Chewbacca going to. You know, basically, because they're smugglers, they they went and got a um, a sarlacc, a baby one. So these things are tiny. Like, <laughs> so they end up getting one for this for this one dude, and it just it, it was a pretty good story. It's good to you know, it's I, I like the offshoots of of um of the Star Wars universe. So that was a good book. Um, and then there was um, I believe I'm trying to bring it up here. Um, Tie fighter. There wasn't. There was a new uh, Star Wars uh, Darth, uh, uh, the Darth Vader division. Um, again, another. It was a twisted story. Um, if you guys could check this one, it was. Uh, the, it was part three of the of the five series. Um, again, it was. It was a pretty cool. I like that. I like these the 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 Dark Vision stories because they're separate stories in it. In each each. Even though it's a five-part series, each one is a different comic. It's a different story, um, and this one was pretty cool. It's, it was a little twisted, um, and again, you saw, you see, you know, you read and see Vader's, you know, his raw power, what he, you know, what he does, and um, it was pretty good. It was a pretty good story. Nice, um, but didn't didn't watch anything. Um, a little behind. Oh, I remember what else I was watching. Go ahead. What were you watching? The Orville. Oh, I've been catching huh. up. It's um, season two has been really good. It's so, awesome. what did what, what episode did you see? So I'm up to episode ten. So there's 
Oh, let me see here. One, two, three, four left. I think they just had their per, uh, season premiere. So what? What today? Do you know? Do you remember which? The it was called Blood. Uh, the last episode I saw was Blood of Patriots. That's the one where um, Malloy's character. Uh, friend that like, comes back and he's like trying to interrupt the 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 peace with the krill okay right yeah okay so but the episode before that was where they go to isaac's home planet like there was it was super, awesome that was an amazing episode and i'm just looking at imdb so it was called identity part one and part two um it was a 9.3 rated episode both episodes were 9.3 rated they were really good it was kind of very much like that one had like a very serious vibe to it. Um, it was almost like the um, what what are their what's their planet called? Um, do you remember? I don't. It's, remember. it's not it's not showing up here. Um, but his planet's like a robot, you know, yeah. a, a, a culture of robots. It kind of had. I don't know if you've ever really watched the Star Trek stuff, but um, who are those guys that would uh, the Borg? It kind of had like a little mm-hmm. bit of a feeling of the Borg. And um, yeah, it was just an amazing episode. Like after watching these two, I was like, "So wow!" I will tell you though, you know, so how many episodes do you have left to catch Four. up? So you're gonna notice, like, I think are you, you're still in the old season, right? No, this is season this, two. This is the same season. It it seems like it's get like visually, it's getting better. Like whatever CG that they're using, it's getting oh a yeah. Ton well, that better. battle scene that they had was like pretty cool. I, I but I think you've coming Even up. You're, you're coming up to a couple episodes where I think this, this show is serious. Picking up a little bit more steam. Uh, he just got his uh, star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, Seth MacFarlane. Okay. Uh, this week, so um, I think he's you know they're giving him a little bit bigger budget to play with. It yeah. seems like it, with the show, it's going to get better from you know the four episodes. No, I, mean, I, I didn't I didn't watch the last one. The last, I think it came out this week. I, I mean, didn't I, see I, it. I really enjoy it. anyone who's not watching it. Like it 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 is kind of like so he's a comedy guy, but it's like he somehow works like these random like comedic moments into like a very serious thing. Like yeah. like one of the things like during this this one where you know the krill who are like these evil you know like i guess probably equivalent of like a klingon to like the federation yep yep. and you know they're trying to make peace with them and they want this guy who's like you know responsible for blowing up four of their ships you know they want him turned over and his buddy malloy is like you know maybe you know instead of turning him over you know we can just give him something else and he's like oh i was like and 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 the captain's like oh well what should we give him he goes i don't know maybe like free back rubs or something (laughs) <laughs> and the guy's like And the cat's like uh, Yeah I'll take that under advisement that, Thanks I appreciate it He's like I don't know I'm just kind of spitballing But then it goes like Right back into like Serious like moments Which is just like hilarious. It's like If you were to really Deal with this stuff Like there'd be This lighthearted moments And then like you know Serious moments But You know what's even funny is You're seeing more and more And you're gonna see some more People that were on Star Trek Yeah In this It's funny Like it's amazing to see A lot of these From Deep Space Nine And Generations And some of these, some of these characters, they were, they were prime actors, you know, in, in these Star Trek shows. I think one of the episodes, uh, the guy who played Riker, William yep. Frakes, yep. I think he's directed a couple of these. He, he has, yeah. yep. Uh, but yeah, it's it, it's it's going to get better for you. It's, it's pretty cool. Yeah, that's the first thing like on the sixty episodes of like television that I have uh, DVR'd. I was like, uh, I'll watch Orville. I don't really want to watch any of this other stuff. <laughs> Um, yeah, good but stuff. I, but that was another thing I was watching. Bruce? Cool. Uh, well, I haven't been reading anything uh, new lately. We're, but, we're, uh, we're great 
We're a great comic podcast. I None forgot. of us have read any comic books. I forgot. I read three comic books. <laughs> but you could well, go you, first. You, yeah. you, you, you got to figure. We, 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 we recorded something last week. So yeah. it's, a, you know. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm still reading, reading my same titles. You know, the new Darth Vader yeah. and the Star Wars. Uh, you know, the uh, Batman and the Superman thing. So nothing, uh, nothing new title-wise has... Uh, Captured my interest yet? Okay. Um, I'm just happy my, my little son here, Matt, has watched you know uh, Back to the Future. Like th- this, is, this is exciting stuff. Um, Can't believe I never saw it. On, on the uh, on the uh, watching, I just finished up uh, on Netflix, The Last Kingdom. I uh, just finished their third se- season, which was uh, kind of cool. It's basically uh, uh, I don't know if any of you guys watched it. It's um, <clears throat> Is that uh, the one Mark Hamill is? It's, Mark Hamill is in? No, that's no, King's. No. Uh, I don't remember the name. It's. No. Um, I really, I really don't know any of these these actors before. I, I guess if I what, look what's it this up. one about? Um, it's basically uh, ancient ancient England when uh, uh, before. Uh, the English Empire was actually made. You still have like the Kingdom of Wessex and East Anglia and mm. and Mercer and stuff like that. So uh, you're following uh, uh, Uhtred, who's basically his uh, uh, his uh, parents uh, were killed by Viking. You know, he's he's a Viking. Um, you know, and other Vikings came and they took over his kingdom. So he was. Uh, turned into a slave and then he was instructed into fighting and stuff like that and he's been in servitude for the uh the king of uh wessex and stuff like that and basically just follows him you know as he's growing up and basically getting betrayed left and right over people that he served and stuff and he's trying to uh, trying to uh establish himself uh back in his kingdom and stuff like that and you said this is called the last kingdom the Last Kingdom. What is it on? Uh, Netflix. Netflix. Okay. Yeah, That's three seasons. Cool and uh, the best thing about it is like they're not long seasons. They're like twelve or thirteen episodes, so you can you can blast through a season like in a weekend. Uh, and I also finished up uh, the Frontier. With, oh, is uh, that the one Jason Momoa is in? Jason Momoa, yeah. <laughs> um, and those were even shorter. I think there were only like seven or eight episodes, mm. which is actually perfect because it just gives you enough and it's like I guess with his busy work schedule that's all he can like really give but he's really good in it and um, some of the scenes are super brutal I mean it is rated TVMA Mm. but uh, you know it's just some of it it's like wow it's like did he really just do that I was like it's like I don't even think you would see that like rated R you know it's like but um, yeah another fantastic series that I really enjoy watching very cool all right, go ahead, Matt. You're the only person who's read some comic books. Yes, I did. <laughs> I read All Star Batman and Robin. Have you guys heard of this? Or read it? <laughs> uh, I've heard of I've it. I've heard of the title. Frank Miller and Jim Lee, an unfinished 11 issue series. That that wow. came out when? Yeah, mid 2000s, sometime. It's weird as hell. The way he wrote Batman. Batman's just like he's such an arrogant little piece of garbage <laughs> i guess like there's this famous that line some awful no but like he's like <laughs> like there's this famous line when he so it starts out like it's another take on um dick grayson as robin mm-hmm. so instead of his parents falling from the thing or whatever like they land perfectly but then both his parents are shot in the head oh geez yeah so then batman you know takes him whatever and he's driving with 
with Batman and Dick goes, who the hell are you anyway? And that's the line where Batman goes, what are you dense? Are you retarded? I'm the goddamn Batman. <laughs> it's the stupidest thing ever. But like, that's uh, what? Yeah. It's so strange. So this is the line that Mr. Zach Mr. Davino loves. Always, yes. uh, always likes to spout on us. Yeah. I'm the goddamn Batman. <laughs> yeah. No, it's so, it's, so, it's did my best. Your, your impression. And you said it's, it's unfinished. Yeah. It's 11 issues out, but it was supposed, it's unfinished. It was supposed to be like 14 or something. And I think they made them, but they never printed them for some reason. Interesting. Huh. Yeah. But it's, I don't, I, I don't know if I would call it a good story by any stretch of the imagination, but it is interesting enough that I'm enjoying reading it. And Jim Lee's art was really good. I mean, I'm nice. sorry, Scott Williams. And mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's about it. Though. His finishes were on it. Scott Williams' yeah. finishes were on it. Yeah, but I'm also reading that um, an so actual we'll book. Take any free sketches if you're offering. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also reading an actual book, um, the Star Wars. Like I said before, the Star Wars Master and Apprentice that just came out last week. Um, it basically follows um, Qui Gon and Obi Wan. Back like when Obi Wan was seventeen years old, so pr- pretty before uh, Episode One, and something that really cool that's going on. I'm only like halfway through now, but um, this is before they knew that Dooku was a Sith Lord. So they still knew Dooku as a Jedi. He had left the Jedi Order by this at this point, but they thought it was like more political than you know dark side influenced. But what, but I thought in the movie it, it wasn't until the movies that they that they knew, wasn't it? I thought um, it wasn't until after like episode one that they thought. Well, and he, he even, wasn't in one, but two, like he was just introduced as like being with Sidious. Yeah, so they didn't. Oh, so they knew automatically like he was a Darth Lord at that point. I don't remember honestly, hmm. but like in this, it's not even alluded to slightly. Like he just left the Jedi Order because he, um, I don't know, he got into politics on some planet or something. But is that why he was a count? Yeah, yes, exactly. Right. Yeah, so. you know why he was really an count, right? Why? Because he's most famous for being Dracula. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's why they made him Count Dooku. <laughs> like his all-time favorite line is being Dracula. Like he's in, he's been in like how many Dracula movies? Um, what's his name? Christopher Lee. Christopher Lee. Yeah, you go go back and look at Christopher Lee's uh, movie thing. Yeah. yeah okay. Like there's a hundred percent the reason that they gave him Count Dooku. <laughs> like George Lucas is like, yeah, this is gonna be clever. You're gonna be Count Dooku. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, good book though. I can't. I'm excited to see where it goes. Cool. Yeah, it's cool to see that relationship between Qui Gon and Obi Wan that we never got to, got to really see. Six too hours much. of research on Christopher Lee, just in case you asked. <laughs> Still, I knew I was gonna lose. Today. It's just like it's, you, 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 you did a you did a valid I knew job. a lot of them. It was just there, yeah. I, I, if I I knew if I missed any questions, uh, I was I was going to be done for. <laughs> and these, and it was going to be the questions that he would know. Yeah. So uh, I missed some questions. Yeah. Right. You did. You did good. Job. I have. Did good. Uh, I have to find it. I have a Trivial Pursuit Star Wars edition. I, I have it well, for, from like, like 1998. Oh, I have it. It's. Yeah. A, I, I mean, I'm going to whip that thing out for next time. We're going to use that. We got to play that. We'll do that. So. I told, like, I would never go first, so I'd play at home. And I was like, all right, you guys go first. I was like, but I just want to let you know, when it's my turn, there's a pretty good chance no one's going to go again. <laughs> so, like, I, I think I've played, I played multiple times, and there was only one time where, while we were playing, I got a question wrong. We should play that on yeah. the air one time. We should, that'd be fun. Just do a podcast of just playing that game. I don't know if we want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't listen to that. It would be, be a, it, would, it would be a quick game. Yeah. <laughs> all, all right. right. So that does it, right? 
Yeah, that does it. So, um, again, we want to thank uh, Frank Rich for coming on our show today. Um, please check him out. Star Wars Autograph News. Again, website, StarWarsAutographNews.com. Follow him on Facebook, um, Twitter, Instagram. We'll put all his handles in the show notes. Yeah, so he's just... Him. And he's a really nice guy. I've known him for about five years and um, um, one of the most knowledgeable guys I know in, on, in the Star Wars world. Um, so, again, thank you. This has been uh, the Don't Feed the Geeks by the Long Island Comic Guys. And don't forget. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> well, how, how do we normally end that? And remember. Oh, and, oh, that's right. Until I haven't done the closing yet. You haven't. Oh, okay. So this is a little. Well, that's yeah. how we do. We do and, and remember. Remember. And remember. Don't feed the geeks. <laughs>